in Hertfordshire. The accident happened on Alsey Road yesterday morning. No other vehicles were involved. A housing association in Hertfordshire is offering £50 to residents who shop on their neighbours. So far, the Wellin-Hadfield Community Housing Trust has paid seven people who told them their neighbours were illegally subletting their home. These people have differing views on whether they'd go to the authorities. I wouldn't straight away. I'd try and get them to own up for themselves, but if it went on too long and they were taking the mickey, then yeah. No sympathy? No. I don't know, because sometimes I think when you get involved, it causes yourself more problems than really if you just turn a blind eye, but I'd like to think I would. The first work has begun to rebuild Junction 10A of the M1 at Luton South. The existing roundabout is being removed, so traffic can flow without interruption from the motorway to Luton Airport. The £30 million scheme was approved last month. Australia beat England on the fifth day of the second Ashes Test in Adelaide. Australia won by 218 runs, taking a 2-0 lead in the five-match series. The England captain, Alistair Cook, says they have to raise their game. What we can't do is now feel sorry for ourselves. Um, we are 2-0 down. We're going to Perth, which is a tough place to go to go and win. But that doesn't mean we can't win. Um, we need to... We need to dust ourselves down. Um, it's only the guys in that dressing room who can change it. Um, so there's no point moping about it uh, and saying it's all over, because if we believe that, then you know it is all over. And in football, the draw's been made for the third round of the FA Cup. Watford play at Bristol City, the MK Dons travel to Wigan and Stevenage go to Doncaster Rovers. The weather for bad tards and bucks will be dry and breezy today with long periods of sunshine. Top temperatures around 11 degrees Celsius, 52 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. All this week in Biggleswade. To me, this is lovely. Market Square. There's always something going on at Biggleswade. It's growing now, it's growing now. I think we've got a good mixture between independent shops and multiple shops. And people talk to you. For a little town, there's more or less everything you can get. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. All this week in Biggleswade. BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots coming up on the show this morning, including money's tight, and I don't think many of us would pass up the chance for a few quid. Would we? Or would we? The Hertfordshire Housing Association's offering a cash incentive to clients who grass up people illegally subletting their properties. 50 quid? Would you do it? How about £7,500? That's the recommendation, uh, recommended pay rise for MPs. Apparently it's the only way to entice hard-working and talented people away from the private sector. If I'm honest, I think an 11% pay rise for MPs, I think it's fair enough. I think it's fair enough. And pubs in Biggleswade are closing like there's no tomorrow. Is it time that everyone except old men would rather get sloshed at home? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text 81333. Start your text 3CR. Or you can give me a call 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, put your microphone near your mouth, Catherine. It is near my mouth. Oh, I'm looking at reflection. <laughs> it's very awkward here. Well, I was driving through Luton and thought, oh, it's very dark here in Luton. Uh, and then get to uh, BBC Three Counties Radio, and there is an enormous generator in the car park. 
Man, that's making a noise. <laughs> Our neighbours are going to be so happy with us. They'll probably want us to move or something as a result. I parked next to it, turned my engine off and thought my engine was still on. Come into the radio station... The kettle don't work, some of the lights don't work. Yeah, some of the broadcasting equipment doesn't work either, but the the important things, the kettle and the lights. You're sat in complete darkness. All I can see is uh, the the reflection of my face on your milk bottle glasses. (laughs) That's it. That's the only reason I know you're there. (coughs) Let me shine this light at you. Ah! It's like being interrogated. Hang on, important news, important news. Kelly Betts, I believe you found a kettle that works, is that correct? Yeah, I can confirm. Then we can carry on this way. We can carry on. (laughs) Uh, And also, you gave me a funny look then, Catherine. 11% pay rise for MPs. I think it's wonderful. I think it's well-deserved. They're all saying they don't want it. Yeah, of course they, they can't are. turn it down, mind. No. You know this one? They can't turn it down, but they can give it to charity. We, we did speak to one MP, a, um, a lady MP of all things, a while ago, and we mentioned this, and she says, oh, no, I'll give it to charity. It'd be interesting. I mean, I, I would, if I were offered a pay rise, I would say, oh, no, I, oh, no, I don't. Oh, you can't legally stop it. Oh, in that case, yeah. then. These are the people who said we're all in it together, though. So See, it looks bad, doesn't it? And that's what politics, a lot of it's about. Who does it Not look doing ba- things that look bad. Who does it look bad to? It looks bad to people who are struggling. Go and get a job in politics then. Go and become a politician. Stop, stop working in a news agent or stop being a policeman or a nurse and go and work in politics. Go and struggle and suffer like politicians have to make it in the political world today. I think people who say, no, 11% is, is too much, I think they're just jealous. Oh, wait, 459-455-555, call me now. Call me now. I think they're just jealous, aren't they? Aren't they? It's a money-themed show today. Starting off with this story. 50 quid. That's what one Hertfordshire Housing Association is paying people to shop their neighbours. The Wellin Hatfield Community Housing Trust is using the incentive to clamp down on tenants illegally subletting their pounds. But £50? Uh, subletting their property, sorry. £50? Would, would you do it for £50? Surely the motive has got to be malice rather than money, hasn't it? Well, their representative, Fiona Lowe, joins me now. Good morning, Fiona. Good morning. How did this uh, incentive scheme begin? Um, well, in around 2009, the government was seeking to give local authorities greater powers to tackle tenancy fraud. Um, now, tenancy fraud isn't a big issue in the Welland Hatfield area, uh, but we saw it as an opportunity to um, get some funding from the government uh, to, to, to tackle those people who were fraudulently subletting their, their properties, um, but tie it in with broader initiatives that would have um, benefits to, 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 to the wider tenant community. And you've, uh, how many people have been successful in, in, in claiming this money? So far since then, we, um, seven people have been um, given, given the award uh, following successful repossession of fraudulently sublet property. And they, the thing is, I, listen, I th- I can't, part of me thinks this is a cracking idea, uh, but, but, you know, because fraud against the state, I think, is a terrible thing and, and, and it should be uh, frowned on, of course it should. But £50, it doesn't sound like a lot of money, does it? Is it? Did the people give reasons as to why they were doing it? Was it for the cash or was it to get one up on their neighbour? Um, actually, I don't think it was really for either of those reasons particularly. Um, the cash was um, an incentive to help persuade people, but people generally came forward because um, they, they were genuinely aggrieved that um, somebody was, was effectively cheating, cheating the system and, and, uh, and had access to a property that could be made far better use of by a family who really needed it. Mm. And how does it work, Fiona? What, if someone is suspicious or, or of their next-door neighbour, what do they do? Okay, well, um, they can either contact us directly, and we do have a, uh, a special hotline um, by which people can get in, get in contact. Um, 
we do receive quite a lot of, of, sort of tip-offs or, or, or contact from people um, with suspicions, um, but payment is only made um, following the su- successful repossession of a property. So where we've been able to to, um, to, to get a property back, which can be relet to somebody who really needs it, um, and the residents' information has been instrumental in helping us achieve that. And have you got plans to extend this scheme to other areas of, uh, to curb other fraudulent behaviour? Um, to be quite honest, because it's not a big issue in, in, in this borough, um, probably not, um, although there, there may be other schemes for other, for other sorts, of, um, sorts of fraud that um, you know, the, the council or, or other um, agencies use. Uh, but for us, like I say, we wanted to, to use it as a broader initiative to um, have benefit to, to other tenants as well. Am I right, Fiona? You, you, you represent about 10,000 properties? Yes, yes, that's about right. And how big are you, these seven that the prosecution have been made? Do you have any idea of how of what numbers we're talking about of, of people fraudulently renting out their properties? Um, difficult to give an exact yeah. figure, clearly, and um, but I think probably indicative that since 2009 to date, um, only seven have, uh, have been uh, repossessed as a, as a result of um, tip-offs from residents. Mm. It gives you a flavour that actually it is a very minor issue here um, and certainly intelligence from other um, housing associations and, and, um, and pro- uh, housing providers in other parts of the country suggest that it's a very small uh, issue here compared with other parts of the country. Finally, Fiona, do you, do you think it's sad that, that we're encouraging people to grass up their neighbours? Do you think it's sad that it's come to that? Um, well, I suppose it's a, that, that's quite a loaded question, isn't it? Um, I, I think for us, the main aim is is to make sure that um, uh, people aren't using able to, to use the system fraudulently mm. and we're doing what we can to make sure um, that the, the housing in this area is put to best use. Mm. Fiona, it's fascinating. Thanks very much for your time this morning. OK, thank you then. Thank you. There we go. It's, uh, Fiona Lowe. What do you think? I, I, I think, I think this is a good idea. I think I think this is a good idea. Grassing up your neighbours, would you, would you do it? And would you do it for 50 quid? 08459 455 555 Here's a song I've not heard for years. This is a great song, isn't it? 08459 455 555 I'll be quiet now while we enjoy, uh, enjoy Ms Page and Ms Dixon. I know him so well. Cure 
I used to hate that song. I used to hate that song. And now it's one of the greatest songs in the world. Uh, by the way, if you want to know, Catherine Boyle was being Barbara Dixon. I was being Elaine Page. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Aylesbury, the A41 Lower High Street is closed between High Street and Walton Street because of a building fire. Other than that, things aren't too busy at the moment. The speed sensor is showing that the A41 past Bourne End is slow heading south. But other than that, no problems on the major routes. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Just had a terrifying email from my wife. May I have permission to read this? Ian, did you come back upstairs looking for something this morning? No, I didn't. Either that, or we had a burglar. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> anyway, 6.16, it's Monday the 9th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Figures show patients are having to wait in ambulances outside hospital for far longer than recommended. The East of England Ambulance Service reported one delay of almost six hours. A housing association in Hertfordshire is offering £50 to residents who shop their neighbours who illegally rent out their rooms. And England have lost the second Ashes test in Australia. Weather today, it'll be dry and breezy with long periods of sunshine. If you want to give me a call, 08459 455 555. We'll be talking about the increase in MPs' salaries. 11%. Why the only person that thinks well done them... 08459 455 555 BBC Three Counties Radio
BBC Sports Personality of the Year. It's almost like a giant thank you at the end of what is always a very special year. Celebrating 60 years. I loved it when David Beckham won. It was really nice and a proper tingly moment and everybody stood up. And 60 winners. I think my most memorable winner would probably be Paul Gascoigne. He captured the nation's hearts that year. Paula Radcliffe. To see her up there, this goddess of running, a wonderful moment. Who do you want to take the trophy home in 2013? To stand on this stage with the likes of these people, it's incredible. Join Claire Balding, Gary Lineker and Gabby Logan for this year's Sports Personality of the Year, live from Leeds. Next Sunday night at 7.40 on BBC One and BBC ah, One HD. I've just now... What, what you did there, Kelly Betts, that is actually what you've done. Bring your microphone down, because I want to talk to you. What you've done there, and I know we have a lot of fun on, uh, on this show, backstage, mm, yeah. on stage, yeah. in, without a stage. Um, and yes, I know that someone may have thrown a, a very hard compact disc that nearly blinded you last week. That's mm. been sorted, that's been sorted. Cash uh, settlement. Has it? Where was the money? Well, I mean, for me. But for <laughs> the stress that I incurred from worrying about you. But what you've just done now, yeah. that's technically illegal. What is? You have recorded Catherine and myself yeah. without telling us yeah. that you were recording us. We hadn't even warmed up, had we? We hadn't even warmed up. And what you've done is you've bootlegged a performance of ours. That's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> is it illegal to play it? It hasn't got the swears in it, has it? But in the end, he needs Who's that? She's really good. Not as good as this fella. <laughs> Falsetto. Is that sounds a fella? Like, sounds like a girl. It's me. Look at that note! That is how you hold a note! That is impressive. Actually, I'm glad you recorded that, Kelly, because that is blooming good, and it shows that Catherine and I have got another... shows that I have got another side to my talents that people were unaware of. Catherine, you let the side down a little bit there, but but I do think there's something in that. Is there there time to release that as a Christmas single? Is there time for that? Well, um... No. Ah. I'm in charge of the music again today, and I'm playing some cracking songs. If by cracking I mean um, Barbara Dixon, Elaine Page and Nick Kershaw, then yes.
Hershel was supposed to give the answer to the riddle in the year 2000. Then there was a time when the year 2000 sounded like the future. Well, it was the future, but it sounded like really far into the future. And now it's like old past and stuff. So what I'm basically saying is, Kershaw, what's the answer? Now, do you remember when the politicians told us, oh, hey, we're all in this together, guys, which means surely we're all in line for an 11% pay rise. Oh, hang on. A parliamentary watchdog says MPs aren't being paid enough and should get an extra £7,500. Many uh, MPs say they won't accept it at a time when public sector pay rises have been frozen at 1%, but they're not really allowed to refuse it. Catherine Boyle has the latest on this. Catherine, how has this come about? Well, the recommendations come from the Independent Parliamentary Standards Authority, so not the MPs themselves. They have the job of independently monitoring and controlling MPs' expenses, pay and pensions. Now, this watchdog argues that MPs' pay has been squeezed for years and is now falling behind the salaries of head teachers, doctors and lawyers. And and uh, the IPSA is expected to make its plans public this Thursday with changes coming to effect after the next election. What's been the reaction of MPs? Well, the uh, Labour MP for Luton North, Kelvin Hopkins, has told us that, as far as he's concerned, this increase is wholly unacceptable at a time when public sector pay rises have been frozen at 1%. And that's a view shared by a few senior ministers. David Cameron's now under pressure from members of his own party to back the rise. And the Conservative MP, Peter Bottomley, says pay needs to increase to attract a broad and more talented spectrum of MPs. I think, do you want to attract the kind of people in who could run the health service? Do you want to attract the sort of people who could run the defence forces, who would look after education, who could even look after the media? I think you want to try to make sure that people who have been reasonably successful don't have to make too much of a sacrifice if they do get themselves elected. Meanwhile, Danny Alexander, who's the Lib Dem Chief Secretary to the Treasury, says the Independent Parliamentary Standards Authority should take into account the fact that public opinion will be strongly Against. I think most people will find it utterly incomprehensible that at a time of pay restraint for public, the public sector, at a time of further uh, squeezes on government spending, that IPSA should be uh, recommending if that's what they do. Uh, I think it would be wholly inappropriate for MPs to get such a large pay rise at a time when every other public sector worker sees their pay rises capped at 1%. How does it work? If MPs are against this pay increase, do they have to take it? Well, it's difficult. As things stand, MPs have no way to prevent the increase coming into force after the next election. It's out of their hands. But some are saying if it does come into force, they will not accept the money. They will donate it to charity. But the feeling is that the Cabinet should have to make a joint decision on this one so that everyone has uh, the set. It comes from the same place. They'd have to change the law set up in the wake of the expenses scandal to stop them setting their own pay. Um, and the IPSA says in return for the increase, MPs would have to pay more for their pensions. Other changes would also see a £15 dinner allowance scrapped, claims for tea and biscuits not allowed, and taxpayer-funded taxis home only allowed after 11 o'clock at night. Um, There'd also be a crackdown on claims for running second homes with costs such as TV licences and contents insurance no longer being met. Well, uh, thank you very much, Catherine. But what do you think? Am I the only person that thinks, well, yes, hang on. Of course MPs should be getting more money. This sounds about right. These, these people do a very stressful, very important job. They're running the country. They're running your county and your town. Should they get more money? Or do you think this is outrageous at a time when people are struggling? Uh, uh, you probably haven't had a pay rise for, for a couple of years. If you have, it won't be much. 08459 455 555.
news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Aylesbury, the A41 Lower High Street has been closed between High Street and Walton Street because of a building fire. On speed sensors, the A5 northbound is slow past Dunstable and the A1M heading south starting to look slow as you join at Junction 7 for Stevenage. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Six, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines figures show patients are having to wait in ambulances outside hospitals for far longer than recommended. The East of England Ambulance Service reported one delay of almost six hours. A housing association in Hertfordshire is offering £50 to residents who shop on their neighbours. The Wellin Hatfield Community Housing Trust has paid seven people who told them their neighbours were illegally subletting their homes. Two men in their 20s have been killed after their BMW crashed into a tree at Ickleford in Hertfordshire. The accident happened on Alsey Road early yesterday morning. And the first work has begun to rebuild Junction 10A of the M1 at Luton South. The existing roundabout is being removed, so traffic can flow without interruption from the motorway to Luton Airport. The weather will be dry and breezy with long periods of sunshine. Top temperatures around 11 degrees Celsius, 52 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Australia beat England on the fifth day of the second Ashes Test in Adelaide. Australia won by 218 runs, taking a 2-0 lead in the five-match series. The England captain, Alistair Cook, says they have to raise their game. What we can't do is now feel sorry for ourselves. Um, we are 2-0 down. We're going to Perth, which is a tough place to go to go and win. But that doesn't mean we can't win. Um, we need to... We need to dust ourselves down. Um, it's only the guys in that dressing room who can change it. Um, so there's no point moping about it uh, and saying it's all over, because if we believe that, then you know it is all over. In football, Arsenal are five points clear at the top of the Premier League after a one-all draw against Everton. Watford, the MK Dons and Stevenage have all been drawn away in the third round of the FA Cup. Jeff Doyle has the details. Three difficult away ties for Watford, MK Dons and Stevenage. Watford head to Bristol City, who were relegated from the Championship last season and are now struggling in League One. But they've just appointed a new boss in Steve Cottrell. MK Dons travel to Championship side Wigan, who are mid-table and have also recently appointed a new manager in Uwe Rosler. And Stevenage face a Championship side as well as they prepare for Doncaster, who are currently in the relegation zone. The ties will be played on the first weekend of January. Luton Town are just a point off conference leaders Cambridge after their 5-0 mauling of Alfreton at the weekend. The Hatters are on a 14-match unbeaten run in the league and manager John Still is understandably delighted with their form. You can, can only do what you, know, you do yourself. You know, we can't worry about any of the other teams. Uh, from my own point of view, Luton Town go out, play every week, give everything they've got, work as hard as they can. Everyone does their bit and I'm happy. Um, the rest will take care of itself. And finally, Neil Robertson is celebrating after being crowned UK snooker champion. The world number one beat the defending champion Mark Selby by 10 frames to seven in York. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. More at seven o'clock. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. So... Is this a regular occurrence, Catherine? You've been here for like 25 years. Yeah. yeah Power yeah. cuts. We sat in virtual darkness. Kelly Betts is in the studio in the middle. We can't see her at all. She may not even be there for all we know. She could have bunked off. 
Uh, when, does this happen often? When do the lights come back? I, I, well, I don't know. The, uh, I remember reading the news once with a torch. Sorry? A pen torch. But uh, this hasn't happened for a long while, so... Um, is it not like a switch? Can we not just flick a switch? There probably is. But I'm not privy to that information. It's, isn't it wonderful that the uh, technical boffins at 3CR have, have just jumped to attention and are literally running around upstairs trying yeah. to... Oh, no, hang on a second. There's nobody. Nobody's bothered to come in and try to help us. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Anyway, do you have a good weekend? Um, yeah, it was really good. Father we went Christmas. to see Father Christmas yes. yesterday. Well, I say we. Uh, my two-year-old decided to make an early exit. Yep. She was all mouth before we went in. I'm going to ask him for my guitar. Yeah. I'm going to go in there. She even had the colour specified. As soon as we saw him, ah, yeah. out. We tried to bring her in for the photo. Still having none of it. Yeah. Disappointing. Yeah, and then the five-year-old just went mute. But I guess it is like meeting your hero. Isn't it's it? like meeting the Beatles, isn't it? Yeah. For kids. Yeah. It's like meeting the Beatles. I um it was my boy's nativity play on Friday. Oh really? It was he had uh, the starring role, of course. He had the he had the opening Not line. Mary or Joseph. He was one of the shepherds, he had the opening line. He said he basically he starts it, he sets the whole scene. Welcome to our story. It happened a long time ago. Boom. Fact. Right. So you know, okay, ah, so this is going to be a story. And when... Oh, it happened a long time ago. Excellent. I know what to expect. Without Vital. that, I'd be lost. Vital. But there was lots of that. I forgot that kids do this. They look for their parents and their grandparents <laughs> and they wave. They don't just look for them. They shout them. They shout for them. And then my boy was going, Grandad. 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 And then big wave. <laughs> but there was a great bit where this little girl, I think she was a fairy. No, an angel she must have been. And just, just, just as the song finished, went... Mummy, I'm really hungry. <laughs> Fantastic. You can't beat that. It's the papers, 08459 455 555. If you want to uh, join in, you're more than welcome to. But before that, we're going to play one of the best songs by a German pop artist who sadly died now uh, about a, a classical composer. Enjoy. <laughs> Kasa hatte Flair, er war ein Virtuose, war ein Rock-Idol und alles rief, da kann man rock me Genau das war sein Flair, er war ein Virtuose, war ein Rocky-Doll und alles ruft noch heute Captain Rock me up, but
for our target audience out there. What, Germans? Yes, old Germans. <laughs> Seriously. I thought it was I'm a Des when I was growing up. You know, like Des Clark from Labour's. I did wonder why the German. Remember when Des Clark grew sideburns? Yeah. <laughs> what was that about? What was he doing that for? And how did he ever get Daphne? Yeah. I was thinking about Old Neighbours the other day because Carl Kennedy's been in it for about 20 years. Yeah. I like Carl Kennedy. I've met him. He's a really nice bloke. I had a housemate at university who had a, a dream about Carl Kennedy. What, really? Yeah. Unbroadcastable. And then another friend went to Australia and met Carl Kennedy and yeah. had a photo taken with him holding off aloft a, pic, uh, a sign that said, wow. I dream of you too. Wow. <laughs> he's such a nice he's bloke. Such a nice, he's in a band. And they play, I've seen them, I saw them uh, at the Astoria in London. They play like um, uh, Kaiser Chief songs and stuff like that. And it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Is, is it not like country music that he plays? Well, it's sort of like country rock. But he rocks a bit and he bounces around. And <laughs> Every day I love you less and less. He's doing oh, that. Brilliant. He's good. He's good. But I, but I was thinking about what the classic cast of Neighbours. Mm-hmm. The, the Paul Jim, Robinson. Paul Robinson. Jim, make it feel good. Jim Robinson. Yeah. Who's now like a massive star in America. He's in yeah. like 24 and Lost and he all these. He was in Ugly Betty, wasn't he? He's in all those things. Um, uh, uh, who, and, uh, who, was the, who else was there? There was obviously Jason and Kylie. Yeah. Holly Valance. Would you class her as classic? Well, hmm. she was, was one of the first ones to go to America and do all right. And who then she was um, Jason Donovan's sister in it? The, the, there was a, Sally. No, there was the one that was really naughty. And they, no, there oh, was Lucy. Lucy. Came back with a few different heads. Came back with a few different heads and a few different bodies. Yeah. I think she grew up quickly in her six weeks off. And what happened to Julie Martin? He was always cold. I remember Julie Martin. She, yes, she was. She was was definitely. Uh, uh, I remember one episode where she was trying to seduce her husband because they're having a rough patch, and she came in wearing um, a basque. <laughs> this is like five o'clock in the afternoon. One forty-five. The edition I saw uh, came in wearing a basque, and then then um, like some someone else came in and caught her, and it was awkward. Oh, yeah, it would be. I can would imagine. Be, yeah. I used to watch that twice a day. Twice a day. It was massive, wasn't it? People don't get that, that in about 1985, 86, it was huge. Didn't they come and play at the Royal Variety performance as well? They came and did like a scene from Neighbours <laughs> by command and, of the Queen. And then there was Home and Away, which was the poor relation for a long uh, time. And then they made Home and Away the musical. Oh, did they? Yeah. Wowzers. Because of that theme tune. Of course, if you want to see all of these things now, uh, Channel 5 is the... Uh, Oh, right. The home of both of them. Anyway, so, so I sure. can't spare the time, to be honest. No. Now. I don't know how much sitting around I do. No, no. Uh, 08459-455-555. Yes, let's anyway, have the papers. The papers. Daily Express. Kean crowned jungle king. Uh. Storms on way at Christmas. Uh. At 90 mile per hour gales to blast back. Uh. And Strictly Susanna. There's a picture of her on the front. I don't watch Strictly, um, which is unusual, apparently. Describe the image. Um, it looks like a woman who's got a beef burger on her head but can't find her purse. <laughs> <laughs> it does look very much like that. But she, she looks uh, shocked. She dre- dressed like um, uh, a French prostitute from a lower low. Oh, did she? She looked like Vicky Michelle. Did she? Uh, and it was, uh, you and say this... that like it's a bad thing. Vicky Michelle, of course, one of the most beautiful oh, women in the world. Oh, um, but uh, she, um, she. Now I like Susanna Reid. I, I've met her a few times. She's wonderful. She's a fox. She is a fox. And clever to boot. I, who knows? But she danced terribly. Oh, really? At the weekend. I watched it. She danced terribly. There is no way she should have got through to the semi-finals. You did a dancing programme, didn't you? I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you uh, shouldn't throw stones, glass house boy. During the, uh, during the rehearsal of... I did... Um, what was it called? Uh, the comic really Let's, Let's dance. dance. And I was... Um, um, you were dressed as a, a pharaoh or something, weren't you? Yes, I was. Who was I being? Who's the... Uh, uh, McHammer? The Fresh Prince. 
Oh. Will Smith. Right. Wouldn't let me black up, I asked. Um, apparently not allowed to these days. In the dress rehearsal, the first dress rehearsal on the stage, I went fl- The stage is about five feet high. And highly polished. Yeah. I went flying off it. Honestly, there was a bit suddenly where I'm dancing and suddenly I'm upside down with lights in my face and I'm thinking, I don't remember this bit of the choreography <laughs> and I'd fall off the stage and I'd passed out. Oh. And that's why I've got a chipped tooth there and I've got a chipped tooth there. Dancing injury. Dancing injury, that's what I'm talking about. There's something here, page five, Daily Express. I want to know if I'm the secret son of Cliff Richard. I can tell you what, you're not. have seen the photo. Yeah. No. no, you're not. Yeah. Oh, Andy doesn't look like him. He doesn't, no, he doesn't. Look anything like him at all. Interesting story. I like these secret sons and secret daughters. Paul McCartney's had a few secret sons and secret daughters, and they get really angry, and then the DNA results come back, and they go, oh, yeah, sorry. You'd be able to tell. Mac has got some quite obvious features, like the slightly sad eyes and stuff. It's a a family trait. Very sad eyes. Have you seen his son, James McCartney? Yes, I think I have. He's like a sort of moon-faced, bald version of Paul McCartney. It's very odd. And even Stella's got kind of slightly droopy eyes. Sad eyes. Very sad eyes. The sad life they've had. Yeah, a really sad life of privilege and well, being the daughter of a rock icon. Yeah, okay. And arguably having a leg up in the fashion industry. But we don't know, listen, we don't know that she's had a leg... She's, oh, leg up. Sorry, yeah. I thought you meant leg over. I do apologise. But, that would be. you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not mad at her. Dappy's going in the Big Brother house. Oh. Skint rapper's payday. Rapper Dappy... He got kicked in the face by a horse, didn't he? In, in this area. It was in Beds, Hearts and Bucks, wasn't it? A local horse. As a local horse kicked um, Dappy in the face. Dappy has said in the past, no way would I go on a reality TV show. You're the ki- they're the kiss of death. You go on I'm a Celeb or B- Big Brother when your career is fading, it's a disgrace. He'll be in the house in January. Yeah, do you know what? Dappy's well known for having loose lips, right? Even in controlled environments. Well, that's going to sink ships, isn't it? It's, uh, it's going to sink something. Father with no rights. Mother stops him seeing daughter for 12 years despite 82 court orders demanding she back down. That's on the front page of the Daily Mail. Naughty, naughty. And Paul Hollywood is kissing his wife that he betrayed. Good for him. Good for him and good for her and good for them. Rod Stewart is hoping to reform 70s band The Faces with overrated guitarist Ronnie Wood. The I se- bet he's not. Well, they do it for one gig. We've heard this Could for you? years. And then didn't last year they got Mick Hucknall to replace him. Mick Hucknall. Mick Hucknall. Hooknell. Why do I say it like that? Oh, from... Um, of Falco. No, t- uh, Tony Farino. Did you ever see Tony Farino? Yeah. Mick Hooknell. Uh, but Hooknell replaced um, Rod Stewart, didn't he, for a tour? That's a weird pairing. That won't wash, will it? Well, it washed. People went and they loved it. Anyway, Rod Stewart's going to get them back together. Hmm. We done? I think so. Hang on a minute. I had this one. Wait, how, how has this happened? Hang on Stop. a second. Stop. Let me try this. Ah, that'll be it. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. A1M southbound, slow between the Stevenage junctions 8 and 7. And in Brickettwood, the north orbital looking heavy at the M25 junction 21A roundabout. In Aylesbury, A41, that's Lower High Street, is closed between the High Street and Walton Street after a building fire. On public transport, the Metropolitan Line has service suspended heading south between Wembley Park and Aldgate. There are also minor delays on the rest of the line. I'm Alice Gossett, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. Right, 6.45, it's uh, Monday, the 9th of December. I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Figures show patients are having to wait in ambulances outside hospital for far longer than recommended. The East of England Ambulance Service reported one delay of almost six hours. A housing association in Hertfordshire is offering £50 to residents who shop their neighbours who illegally rent out their rooms. And England have lost the second Ashes test in Australia. If you want to give us a call on any of those stories, 084. 
459 455 555. Right now, though, let's get the latest weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. We may have a little problem with the weather. Ah, here we go. Who have we got this morning, please? Hello there, it's Georgina Burnett. Georgina Burnett, away you go. Hello there. Quite a pleasant day altogether, really, so largely dry. Some mist and fog patches around this morning. Uh, they'll be fairly slow to disperse, but once they do, it should brighten into a fairly decent day. So some bright spells around in between the cloud and just slight westerly winds with temperatures above the average for this time of year with the highs of 10, 11, perhaps even 12 degrees Celsius. Tonight, a clear but chilly night. There is some cloud working its way from the west, but it's unlikely to make it to us until uh, we close in on dawn. So probably have some uh, mist and fog patches again with temperatures down to two or three degrees Celsius. So mist and fog will probably take a while to lift tomorrow morning. In fact, there's more in the way of cloud tomorrow than today, but still some uh, bright spells around. Temperatures reaching 10 degrees Celsius. Generally speaking, a largely settled and dry week this week, although the winds do start to pick up towards the end of the week. That's your latest forecast. Thank you very much. Every weekday from 12, Nick Coffer brings you... Going from the same to to Bond was rather like a a diamond being put into a much more expensive, intricate setting. I believe women have affairs because they seek love and affirmation. So, you know, my marriage went wrong and I had an affair, but I would not have done that had I not been unhappy, I think. I left school wanting to be a magician, but my mother wouldn't let me because my auntie Maureen was in show business and she was a naughty lady. Nick Coffer, weekdays from... 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Feel like a 
cracking music today. And if we've got time, we've got another brilliant song to squeeze in before seven o'clock. Now, as part of BBC Three Counties Radio Big Tour, we're travelling to a different town in beds, hearts and bucks every week for the next 15 years. Well, all this week we're covering stories from Biggleswade and one thing everyone has noticed is the town's pubs are closing down. The Coach and Horses pub has been shut for some time and now the Crown on the High Street has been boarded up. Well, what's going on? Joined by John Goodlett, he's the Biggleswade rep for Camera, the campaign for Real Ale. John, do we know why, why these pubs are being shut down? Uh, to be honest, we're not getting a straight story from the brewery at the moment. I mean, I am hearing several reports from other publicans, but the brewery won't talk to us, and they won't talk to the local newspaper either, so I'm afraid it's only speculation at the moment. But I gather that uh, high rental costs are probably the biggest factor in drinking not finding new tenants for these pubs. It seems a little bit um, uh, unfair of them the not to speak to you if, if, if they've got, you know, there's nothing going on. Surely they'd, they'd want public support, wouldn't they? You'd think so, but it could just be a contractual problem. Right. If they're in the middle of a sale at the moment, they might want to wait until contracts are exchanged before they make the result public. But the problem is if they keep the local community in the dark, we do tend to suspect the worst, and we do maybe then start thinking that these pubs might lose the licence and be used for other purposes rather than the public house. Would that be such a bad thing, John? What, what effect would that have on the community? Well, I think it would affect the community. I mean, some people might say that there's too many pubs in Biggleswade, but you're talking about a town with 16,500 people. So 13 pubs is not a, an unreasonable number, and if these two don't reopen, we'll be down to 11. But I do worry about some parts of the community, particularly the old-age pensioners. They tend to go out and visit the pub. It's part of their social routine. They do that during the daytime, and they don't go out at night. And a lot of the pubs are no longer opening during the daytime because there's not enough trade. So I worry about what they're going to do in the future. Do we not have to accept, John, that pubs are um, perhaps a slightly old-fashioned thing that that don't really fit into today's society? Or have I got that completely wrong? Well, I think it's a matter of perspective. From my point of view, I go to a pub to socialise. I am never in a dull corner. I've always got someone to talk to, whether it be the landlord or other people, or I go out with friends. I don't want to sit at home and, and drink alcohol I've bought in the supermarket and watch The X Factor on a Saturday night. I like to go out and socialise. So I don't think pubs are out of touch with the communities. They do perhaps need to modernise a little bit. But, um, you know, the pubs are a quintessential part of, you know, English culture in, in this country. And, you know, they should be saved. I tell you what some pubs should do. Get rid of Sky Sports, get rid of Santanta, turn the music down a little bit and let people go and have a conversation in there. Well, I have to agree with you there because my tastes have changed over the years. When I was younger, in my 20s, I perhaps wanted a noisier pub with a live bands on or a jukebox. But as I've got older, I want to sit down with my friends because I don't see them during the week and have a good old-fashioned chin wag and gossip and catch up on what's happening. And you can't do that when you've got a lot of loud music or Sky Sports in the background. So you need different pubs for different groups, I think. You're not just the rep for Biggleswade, but also other parts of Bedfordshire. Is this happening elsewhere, pubs closing down? Yeah, I'm afraid it is. I mean, if we look at... Um, the East Beds area at the moment uh, we're down to about uh, 48 pubs in the area at the moment and three or four of those are closed the same as the ones in Biggleswade so they may not come back. If you turn the clock back 50 years we had you know, 102 pubs in East Beds 50 years before that we had 182 and it peaked at 222 so there's only about 20% of the pubs left that existed sort of in, back in the Victorian times and that's happening right across the country now. There's 26 pubs closing every week throughout the UK now. John, finally, you've written books about uh, pubs in Biggleswade. Any good stories? Oh, there's, there's always a few good stories that involve landlords. Um, 
Um, the usual ones, if you go back to the old days, are, are when pubs get fined for having a bit of gambling that's not supposed to be going on or they're serving after hours. You don't tend to get those things happening these days. I think the pubs are managed much better these days. And I think pub watch is a good thing too. So if there's any trouble going on in one pub, if something's happening, if you get into trouble and you get banned from a pub, you get banned from them all. So, I mean, it's a good controlled environment, the pub. The landlord's got a license to protect and we want to have people enjoying themselves in the pub and not going out and drinking on the streets and parks of the country. John, thank you very much. John Goodluck, Biggleswade rep for camera. When was the last time you used your local boozer? I haven't been into a pub for years. I don't drink, so that's partly why. But when was the last time you went out and had a drink in your pub? 08459 455 555. But in the end, he needs uh. a little bit more than before. Security. Very funny, Kelly Betts. Can we have a word during this record, please? Can we have a word? Yeah, sure. Shall we sing it?
Come on, the Jacksons totally ripped this off, didn't they? That song has been in my head all weekend. I have no idea why. I'm glad we managed to find it. Bobby Brown before he, uh, well, before he, uh, well, before he uh, got naughty. He was being naughty back then, but in a different way, shall we say. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, 08459 555555. Lot to talk about today, including when was the last time you used your local boozer? Will you miss them if they close down? MPs, they deserve more money, don't they? Oh, and we'll be talking about ambulances and waiting times. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. M25 looking busy anti-clockwise now. That's between 24 for Potter's Bar and 23 for South Mims. Also struggling between 17 for Maple Cross and 15 for the M4. A1M southbound slow between the Stevenage junctions. And on public transport, the Metropolitan Line has severe delays after an earlier faulty trains. Tickets are being accepted on Chiltern Railways, though. This is Alice Gossett, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. So figures show patients are having to wait in ambulances outside hospital for longer than recommended. The East of England Ambulance Service reported one delay of six hours. Well, have you got any stories on this? Give us a call and I'll speak to you after the news with Lee. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Seven o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, long delays for patients being taken to hospital, £50 to shop your neighbours in Hatfield, and MPs to get an 11% pay rise. BBC Three Counties Radio. Figures show patients are having to wait in ambulances outside hospital for far longer than recommended. The East of England Ambulance Service reported one delay of almost six hours. Roger Goss from Patient Concern says there needs to be an in-depth look at how the problem can be fixed. There's no point in having an ambulance service if you can't do the right thing when they turn up. I appreciate that hospitals have all these targets and you need targets to incentivize people. But if you aren't meeting them, you have to find out why and then do something about it. A housing association in Hertfordshire is offering £50 to residents who shop on their neighbours. So far, the Wellin Hadfield Community Housing Trust has paid seven people who told them their neighbours were illegally subletting their home. Fiona Lowe from the Trust told Ian Lee that residents aren't going to them maliciously. People generally came forward because um, they, they were genuinely aggrieved that um, somebody was, was effectively cheating cheating the system and, and, uh, and had access to a property that could be made far better to use of by a family who really needed it. Mm. Two men in their 20s have been killed after their BMW crashed into a tree at Ickleford in Hertfordshire. The accident happened on Arlsey Road early yesterday morning. No other vehicles were involved. MPs could get an 11% pay rise well above the rate of inflation. The announcement's expected to be made this week. But the Chief Secretary to the Treasury, Danny Alexander, has condemned the plans and says he personally won't accept the higher rate of pay. I think most people will find it utterly incomprehensible that a time of pay restraint for the public sector at a time of further uh, squeezes on government spending that IPSA should be uh, recommending if that's what they do. Uh, I think it would be wholly inappropriate for MPs to get such a large pay rise at a time when every other public sector worker sees their pay rises capped at 1%. 
In sport, Australia beat England on the fifth day of the second Ashes test in Adelaide. Australia won by 218 runs, taking a 2-0 lead in the five-match series. The England captain, Alistair Cook, says they have to raise their game. What we can't do is now feel sorry for ourselves. Um, We are 2-0 down. We're going to Perth, which is a tough place to go and and win. But that doesn't mean we can't win. Um, We need to... We need to dust ourselves down. Um, it's only the guys in that dressing room who can change it. Um, so there's no point moping about it uh, and saying it's all over, because if we believe that, then you know it is all over. And in football, the draw's been made for the third round of the FA Cup. Watford play at Bristol City, the MK Dons travel to Wigan and Stevenage go to Doncaster Rovers. The weather for Bedtards and Bucks will be dry and breezy today with long periods of sunshine. Top temperatures around 11 degrees Celsius, 52 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. We're coming to towns and villages all across our counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Town the market, but then that's been here for years. There's always somewhere to go and plenty of places to move. All this week in Biggleswade. There's everything you want here, really. It's clean and nice and pleasant and quite cheerful. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It is a very, very busy show this morning. Lots that you'll want to talk about, so do get your phones ready, and maybe I'll speak to you in a few minutes. Some of the things coming up, including money's tight, and I don't think many of us would pass up the offer of a no-strings 50 quid these days, but what if it meant getting your neighbour in serious trouble? The Hertfordshire Housing Association is offering cash incentives to clients who grass up people illegally subletting their properties. Well, would you do it? How about an extra £7,500? Well, that's the recommended pay rise for MPs. Apparently, it's the only way to entice hard-working and talented people away from the private sector. £7,500, an 11% pay increase. I think it's a good idea. I think they deserve it, if not more. And pubs in Biggleswade are closing like there's no tomorrow. Is it time we accepted that everyone, except old men, would rather get sloshed at home? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Send me a text, 81333. Start your text, 3CR. Or you can give me a call, 08459... Four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, a housing association in Hertfordshire is offering a £50 incentive to tenants who grass up their neighbours. Well, in Hatfield Community Housing Trust is attempting to clamp down on clients who illegally sublet their properties. Very simple question. Would you do it? If you knew that your next-door neighbour was, was subletting or was up to something naughty, would you phone the authorities for the chance of getting 50 quid? 08459 455 555. 
Katrina Robinson is head of legal services at Viridian Housing, which has thousands of properties across the Midlands, London and the South East. She joins me now. Good morning, Katrina. Good morning, Ian. You also chair the Tenancy Fraud Forum. What is that? The Tenancy Fraud Forum, Ian, is a not-for-profit organisation that brings together social landlords to identify and combat tenancy fraud within the sector. And do you offer an incentive? Do you offer rewards? The Tenancy Fraud Forum itself doesn't, but many of its members will do so. The housing association I work for, Viridian Housing, we actually offer £250. OK. Uh, that, that sounds a little bit more realistic than £50, doesn't it? Well... We often find that since January 2012, we've received back 80 properties that have been subject to fraud. The vast majority of those, um, people have told us about it without wanting the reward. They've told us anonymously. So we are finding that the public are recognising that subletting is something is, that is completely unacceptable. So whether it's £50 or £250, I think we're finding, you know, as I say, that, that people just want these properties to be let to those with a social need and not to those who are making a profit. Is it becoming more socially unacceptable to commit fraud like this? Because I, I would, kind of would imagine maybe 15, 20, 30 years ago, people would have turned a blind eye to it. You're absolutely right, Ian. It is certainly becoming a lot more unacceptable, and it is now, in fact, a criminal offence. In October, we saw uh, the commencement of the Prevention of Social Housing Fraud Act because government have recognised that subletting a social home to someone who is not entitled to it and the person making significant profits from it is simply not right. And as I say, it is now a criminal offence which is punishable by up to two years in prison or a fine. Now, we're hearing about Willen Hatfield Community Housing Trust offering £50, and you've mentioned some of your members offer as, uh, up as, as much as £250. Is it, um, uh, is it becoming more common for housing associations to offer cash incentives? It is. It's, it's, it's probably more straightforward for a housing association to do so, actually, than it is for a council, because housing associations, even though, of course, we have to report to our residents and our board in respect of our, our money, we are. Um, uh, it's a bit easier, shall we say, for us to be able to give those rewards to people. And bearing in mind, it costs roughly about £180,000 to build a new social home with no grants. So if we're getting properties back, which are occupied by people who shouldn't do them, then that's real value for money, £250 versus 180000 Do you think we should take this further, Katrina, that we should be offering cash incentives for, for other offences? To some extent, one already has that. You will see, you know, on the news when people are, uh, the police are looking for um, murderers or, um, you know, a reward is offered for information leading to the um, prosecution of a particular offender, usually a big crime like murder, for example. Mm. But certainly, I don't, my personal view is I don't see why not. Obviously, it would need to be very, um, uh, very strictly um, considered because we don't want people been give £10 to someone who left their bin bags out the wrong day, for example. Oh, hang on a second, that doesn't sound like a bad idea. <laughs> Katrina, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. Katrina Robinson, Head of Legal Services at Viridian Housing. What do you think? So there's someone living in your house next door, or in the house next door, but they're not meant to be there. Would you grasp them up? And would £50 be enough money for you to do it? Or do you think that... Do you think that we maybe these incentives, these cash incentives, are turning neighbour against neighbour?
think we may just be back on air. Are we back on air now? That was exciting. I think we're back on air. Right, what we need to do... All the lights went off and the computer switched off. What we need you to do now, please, dear listener, is, first of all, don't panic. Secondly, can you give us a call and let us know if we're on air? If you don't give us a call now, I'm going to assume we're not on air and I'm going to put my feet up, loosen my belt, sit back and relax. Kelly Betts. If they do call, I can't see it. OK, I will be able to tell if a call's coming in. This is exciting. This is, must have been what it was like for uh, Lord Haw-Haw. No, hang on, not him. But this is what it must have been like broadcasting. The, the, there is, line one is ringing. Can you, can you, do you have no, the power? I can't. But we will no, in a second. Hang on. Hang on. Bear with me. Keep ringing. Keep ringing, guys. Three lines are ringing. Really? What that means is, A, the phones are working, so that's good. B, four lines are ringing. We must be broadcasting. Now, we don't have the power to operate. Or we're not. And they're saying you're not on yeah. air. <laughs> they Wait, could I might be. be able to do it. Hold on. Where, Hang on. Where, One, two and four are ringing here. This is exciting. All the lights went off and we all... There was a little panic. Which one of you screamed? There was a scream. Hello, three counties. It was Jonathan next door. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, we're on air. What was it? I, yes, OK. Well, we'll <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Can I pop you through to have a chat with Ian? It sounds like we're working. Look. Oh, Mark and Bletchley's got other things to do, he what's, says. Well, what, next call. what have you got to do, Mark? He's gone. What? Okay. Hello, Three Counties. Hang on, I can do it now. Oh, brilliant. What's your name? Good morning, BBC Three morning, Counties Radio. Can we through to have a quick chat with Ian? Hooray, who's that? Line? We've got someone coming through. OK, right, this is... Uh, who's that on line one? Wendy. Hello, Wendy. Whereabouts are you? Little Wyman Lee. Oh, lovely. Uh, are we coming through loud and clear? You are coming through loud and clear. Did we have a little blip where we stopped you, coming through? You had a blip, and my husband just said, oh, they had a power cut. Oh, well, the thing is, a lot of... Oh, hang on, hang on a second. A lot of Luton has had a power cut. As we were driving in, it was very oh. dark. I think someone has, uh, has reset the fuse, because all... All of our lights, Wendy, have just come back on. Oh, good. Sing hosannas. That deserves... Hang on a second. Hang on a second. We need to celebrate this. We need... Let's, let's play... Jo- Jonathan's got, got his horn. I would suggest my horn is a little better. Let's celebrate the power coming back. Sounds like a ship. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? That's mm. not quite what I was expecting. Wendy, uh, you're, you're very good. Very quickly, while I've got you on the line, Wendy, yes. MPs, yes. they're going to get an 11% pay rise, about £7,500 a year. Yes. They deserve it, don't they? No. Sorry? No. Why not? It's disgusting. Why? Well, you think of the people out there that are struggling, yep. and they're getting a pay rise. Yep. People are going on strike because they're not getting a pay rise. Well, the, the, but the people that are, that are out there struggling, they're not running the country, are they? Yeah, well, neither are they. Well, they, well, they are. It's, it's their job. It, it could be argued that MPs have one of the toughest, one of the most important jobs in the country. They're trying to steer this country through, uh, the, you know, the potential economic ruin. Yeah, if you say so. <laughs> You're not buying it, are you, Wendy? No. You're a good sport. Thank you very much for giving us a call this morning. 08459 455 555. I'm being serious. Politicians getting uh, uh, an 11% pay rise, £7,500. It makes sense, doesn't it, Dennis? No, it doesn't. Why? Because they, they, they are not running the country, they're just running it down. Quite frankly, they just keep making the same mistakes over and over again. Hang on a second, hang on a second. Didn't you hear uh, George Osborne last week in his um, his budget statement speech thing? Yes. 
The country's coming out of recession. The country's yeah, heading that's towards that's a brighter future. We'll have paid off that debt by 2018. Well, I shan't be around by then. Well, you've had so some good times, though. Concerned. He was just talking a lot of rubbish. You've had some good times. I know, but that was before all this lot got in. Aren't... Uh, may I suggest, Dennis, that the people who don't want the politicians to get this pay rise are yes. a little bit bitter and a little bit jealous? You're no. jealous. No, I honestly don't. I'm, no, I'm not kidding. No, I don't think so. And I think it's, it's disgusting that they're giving themselves a rise, which is about three times what everybody else is getting, you know, in the bounds of a rise. People are working damned hard to get, to get uh, any sort of living now. What do this lot do, quite frankly? They sit there, they're jabbering at each other. They might come home and ask, let you ask them a few questions. It's not a job, that. They might as well be a bus driver. They've not... I'm just trying to look it up. I can't remember. They've not had a pay rise, I think, for about three years. So they're, they're, they're due one, aren't they? No. They get a lot of expenses. They come back. People take them out well. and feed them. Quite frankly, honestly, I'm not kidding you. I think it's disgusting the sort of rise they're going to get. The, the, the expenses, of course, have been cut back significantly, haven't they? Well, that's because we found out what they were doing, a lot of things that we shouldn't have been doing anyway. Dennis, thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555. Seriously, MPs, 11% pay rise, about £7,500 a year. I think they're going to get it from about 2015. All these people say, oh, no, they don't deserve it. Well, what about me? No, they don't deserve it. You're just jealous, aren't you? MPs do a very, very important job. A very pressured job. 66 grand a year for running the country, for running a constituency. It's not much money, is it? 08459 455 555. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, there's a lane blocked between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne. Congestion going back to 12 for Flitwick on that. The N25 anti-clockwise still slow between 24 for Potter's Bar and 23 for South Mims. Also looking slow between 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. A1M southbound struggling between the Stevenage Junctions 8 and 7. And in Aylesbury, the A41 Lower High Street is closed between High Street and Walton Street uh, because of a building fire. Public transport, Metropolitan Lines still have severe delays because of an earlier faulty train. This is Alice Gossett, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. Right, 7.16, it's uh, Monday. The 9th of December, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Patients are having to wait in ambulances outside hospital for far longer than recommended. That's according to figures from the ambulance service. A housing association in Hertfordshire is offering £50 to residents who shop neighbours who illegally rent out their rooms. And MPs could get an 11% pay rise, well above the rate of inflation. The weather today be dry and breezy with long periods of sunshine, top temperatures around 11 degrees Celsius. Coming up, MPs, uh, MPs' salaries. Come on, you can't begrudge them that pay rise, can you? 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Tomorrow night, it's all about the letter S. Can Stevenage slay Swindon in the Southern Section semi-final? 
the Johnstons paint trophy. Here come the Borough again. Moraes over on the far side onto his right foot. Hopefully, it's all about shots, screamers, scoring, and <clears throat> celebrations. What a finish that was to a fantastic Stevenage move. Listen to the whole game live in Three Counties Sports tomorrow night from seven here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Did Luke Ashmead write this? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR if you want to uh, give me a call. Or you, uh, if you want to go to Facebook, sorry, you can give me a call. 08459 455 555. Now, here's something I know you'll want to have your say on. We've, we've touched on this before. You've, um, well, I think you've all jumped to conclusions without actually thinking through your arguments. So today I want you to think about this. Before you just phone up and spout the usual angry rhetoric, have a think about this. MPs could be given an 11% pay rise. Parliamentary watchdog, which was set up to decide on politicians' salaries in the wake of the expenses scandal, says they're not being paid enough and should get an extra £7,500. Former Labour Minister Jack Straw admitted the timing wasn't ideal, but he backed the move. What I'm concerned about, however, is to ensure that the pay is sufficient to attract people from modest backgrounds who have not inherited a house, who don't have family or personal income, but who are going to make uh, something of a career out of politics. We have a better, cleaner system of politics in this country than most countries in the world, but it's important that we have as wide a base as possible of people to go into politics. Well, Justin Dilley's been out getting your views. Morning, Justin. Morning, Ian. I'm I'm guessing that most people are just kind of going for that knee-jerk reaction and saying it's a bad idea without actually thinking it through properly. Well, do you know what? This morning, not everyone has had that view. I've had uh, a mixture of views. I've been in Harpen in this morning asking people if MPs are worth £74,000 a year. Here's what people had to say. I think probably yes for the job that's done, but the timing of the proposed increase is very unfortunate. But it's a tough job. It's a tough job. It's a demanding job. Um, It carries a lot of responsibility, and I think those things ought to be reflected. Peter, there's talk of MP salaries going up to £74,000 a year, an 11% increase. How would that make you feel? Um, At at the moment, uh, not particularly happy. I think everyone else is on the... Uh, it's, it's struggling. I don't think it's the right time. They may well be worth it, but not now. Now, sir, you're really not happy about this potential increase going up to £74,000. Tell us why. And today, we all try to make our ends meet in today's world, which is obviously economically, everybody are suffering. And when you look at the politicians who are supposed to be putting everything right in the world, or at least our country, uh, when we are suffering, how can they have 11% rise? You know, they're the ones who should be sacrificing something to make life easier for us, the working force in the world. But they're not doing it. And we're still suffering. We don't get a rise. They do. It doesn't justify. Mark, how much do you think local MPs currently get paid? Too much. <laughs> Take a wild guess. I know. £700 a week, don't I? They get paid £66,000 a year as we currently stand. There's talk of it going up to £74,000. What's your reaction to that? I take the mickey, don't I? They don't do a lot, do they? Lowest MPs currently get paid £66,000 a year. Talk of it going up to £74,000 a year. Do you honestly think they're worth that money? No, because they don't really spend much time doing anything for the person in the street. Now, life is tough for everybody, we know that. Mm. But if we pay peanuts, we'll get monkeys. So I do think there is a case for paying people a proper rate for the job. Independent body have reported on what they think the proper rate should be. We probably should listen to that. 
The thing is, Justin, okay, the, 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 it annoys me when you get people like that fella in the middle there saying, well, they don't do a lot, do they? Yeah. Well, actually, yes, they do. They run the flipping country. You have a go at it. Yeah, well, I spoke to one woman this morning who wouldn't talk on, on record, but I said to her, what, what do you think about this? And she went, oh, it's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. They don't do anything, these MPs. When was the last time you contacted your local MP? Oh, well, I haven't. And I think that's the issue. I think people's perception of what MPs do, I think the reality is very, very different. They do work very, very hard. But I think how many MPs would be embarrassed to take this salary increase? How many would actually want to take it? Because, again, to, to a lot of people, by having that salary increase, it puts them further away from the general public and, and their views of them. No, lots of them will want to take it. I'm just reading a story here. During the consultation process over the summer, 69% of MPs question a non said they deserved a pay rise. Yep. Uh, on average, they said they were worth £86,000 a year. One in five wanted more than £95,000. So those right. MPs, they may b- put on a face saying, oh, no, we don't want it. Yeah. A lot of them will be going, yeah, exactly, this is, we, we deserve this and then some. But they do work hard. How many of our listeners this morning would want that responsibility of being an MP? Because every single day, you know, you could have somebody having a go at you. You've got to get things right. The responsibility is there. And I think, you know, a lot of other jobs that... That, that hold that sort of responsibility would easily be getting paid £74,000 plus, wouldn't they? Definitely. Justin, thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555. Kelvin Hopkins is the Labour MP for Luton North. Kelvin, you must want this pay rise. No, I do not. I've, uh, I've made it clear. I've written to the IPSA saying I think it's completely unacceptable. Uh, privately, I mean, I don't won't please my MP colleagues by doing that, but I've actually said that in personal in a, in a private letter. Um, but no, I think it, I think it's it is ridiculous to to make this suggestion at, at this time. But I do also think that sixty six thousand pounds a year is three times average earnings, and I don't believe that MPs should be paid vastly more than that. Um, every time a, a vacancy in a, in a safe seat for the Conservatives or Labour or even Lib Dems comes up, there are scores of people who want to, take, want to be the MP for that seat. There's no shortage of takers at £66,000 a year. And I think we don't want to be too far away from where ordinary people are. And we certainly shouldn't be having a pay rise when everybody else's pay has been squeezed and cut in real terms. Jack Straw argues that by, by um, increasing MPs' salary, it will attract a more diverse... Uh, a a group of people towards becoming MPs. Do you disagree with that then? I do disagree. I don't think... I mean, certainly on the Labour side, I don't think anybody has... Not, has chosen not to go into Parliament or not to seek to become an MP because of the salary. They might have done it for other reasons. Um, they're not interested or don't want to be a politician. But for every seat that becomes available, there are scores of applicants and, and it's, a, it's a life and death struggle to become a candidate in a winnable seat. So there isn't, a, a, in terms of market forces, there's no shortage of takers for 66,000 a year. What will you be doing with the extra 11% then, Kelvin? Well, I've already said that I will, you know, take away the tax, uh, and at least until other that pay, pay has risen, I shall make a sub- substantial donation to um, perhaps our, our local food bank um, and, and to, to, to make the point. All of it? The, all, the whole £7,500? Well, after, after tax, obviously. You know, okay. the, the, the real amount of my I will get, I will make a donation, yes. For, so, so you'll take off the tax, and whatever's left from the extra £7,500, that will all go to charity? Yes. OK. Do you think others will be doing that? I've no idea. I don't ask other people. In fact, I think my views might horribly embarrass or, or annoy other MPs, but um, I have my views. And I've it's thought... not going to be popular, this, this, this 11% <laughs> increase. Uh, do, do you really b- b- buy 
into this, Kelvin, that it's a bad idea, or are you saying this to curry favour with, with no, 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 the population? No, 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 I think it's a bad idea, and I've thought so for a long time. One of, one of our colleagues uh, who, at, at um, our local regional group of MPs uh, suggested that somehow MPs would earn much more before they come into Parliament and much more when they went out. I just don't think that's true. If you're a Conservative, most Conservatives are very wealthy. Um, yes, maybe, you know, to some of them it's petrol money. There are 14 millionaires on the front bench of the government. You know, that, to them it's petrol money, it's, it's, it's pin money. But for most Labour MPs, <clears throat> I think they earn less when they go into Parliament than they do when they get into Parliament. And after they leave, they will earn less than they were in Parliament. So that's my view, and I don't think I could be challenged on it. Kevin, how have we got into a situation where IPSA have been allowed to state, work out how much MPs should be getting, and there's nothing that can be done about it? This is going to go through. Even, the, even David Cameron can't stop this, can he? No, no, no. It's, it, they're completely independent now. They decide these things. And that was set, this was, IPSA was set up in the wake of the expensive scandal and the expenses <coughs> scandal should never have happened it was just that they they were expenses were given so in such a lax way that uh, that, that some mps took advantage and and, and uh, as we know some of them even broke the law um so i mean ipsa now controls all that every every um bus ticket every every little expense you have is checked over you have to have uh, receipts and so on and quite right so i mean it's a bit, a bit of a bit fussy but on the other hand i think that's the way it should be um but to to i mean i think it's almost as if somebody's being mischievous in suggesting a pay rise of that pay rise of any kind at this stage what's not being mentioned that much is, is that the, your expenses will be cut again won't they well, um, you know, after you know, take take out the expense cut, whatever that might be. I mean, I, I guess so, but I haven't looked at the detail, and of course we haven't have looked at the detail. But uh, expenses, I mean, what, what expenses? I mean, I, 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 I don't think you'll be able to claim biscuits anymore. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. I I, I don't claim biscuits anyway. But good for you. <laughs> but, but there, you know, there there are. I mean, reasonable expenses. You know, uh, 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 are I think are. Uh, are given to MPs, even mm. now, and M- M- expenses that perhaps other employees in other jobs wouldn't get. But being a member of Parliament, I think, is a is a privilege, and I, mm. a, a something is a special sign of job. It's a calling almost. It's not like a job. Um, and uh, you know, I do it because I'm passionate about politics and I care about it. And I love everything I do. I must say, I do work very hard. And those people who think MPs don't do anything uh, are mistaken. I think they ought to come and shadow us for a day and see what. Well, certainly, I do anyway. It's a seven day seven day a week job as well. I mean, you know, it's but you know that's the that's the price you pay for this rare privilege of being a member of Parliament. Kelvin, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you, Kelvin Hopkins, Labour MP for Luton North. What do you think? He's against the pay rise. What do you think? Akbar's on line two. Good morning, Akbar. Oh, good morning, Ian. They deserve this pay rise, don't they? They do, they do. Um, well, I mean, they are, they are the lawmakers of the country, and uh, they need to be paid decently, and if we, if we all want uh, a decent job done. Um, in, in a way, we are a society of contradictions. Uh, on one hand, we can afford to pay Van Rooney, £220,000 a week, and our Prime Minister who runs the country, around £150,000. Um, and that's, that's not the right uh, amount, because uh, there lies a very big responsibility with these people. And um, I, I'm, uh, I, I'm all in favour of uh, um, paying them decent salaries to attract decent talent, uh, um, which uh, we luckily have been uh, uh, able to to draw hair in Luton. Why do you think so many people are angry about this, Akbar? 
Yeah, Ian, it could be it could be because of uh, the the whole uh, uh, economic climate. Um, I think it's affecting uh, each one of us, and uh, and and people are, people are sort of uh, giving it a, a short shrift and saying, look, uh, they, 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 uh, they should they shouldn't be paid a decent wage. But uh, um, if we all want a decent wage, and as I agree with uh, Calvin Hopkins, when he says it's a seven-day job. Um, and uh, I have observed uh, Kelvin Hopkins um, and to, uh, to a, a lesser extent uh, Gavin Shukin here, here in Luton and it is a seven day job over, over a long time um, and, uh, and they, are, uh, they are available, they are uh, amenable, they are uh, accessible and uh, they, they do their bit in the House, house of Commons and, and if we want real talent uh, then we need to pay them a decent uh, wage again. Akbar, thank you very much indeed. 08459 BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 southbound has one lane blocked between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne. It's slow with congestion all the way back to 12 for Flitwick at the moment. M25 anti-clockwise struggling between 24 for Potter's Bar and 23 for South Mims. Also slow between 17 for Maple Cross and 15 for the M4. A1M southbound struggling between the Stevenage Junctions 8 and 7. And in Aylesbury the A41 Lower High Street is closed between the High Street and Walton Street because of a building fire. On public transport, Metropolitan Line have minor delays after an earlier train fault. This is Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past seven. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines. Figures show patients are having to wait in ambulances outside hospitals for far longer than recommended. The East of England Ambulance Service reported one delay of almost six hours. A housing association in Hertfordshire is offering £50 to residents who shop on their neighbours. The Well in Hatfield Community Housing Trust has paid seven people who told them their neighbours were illegally subletting their home. And two men in their 20s have been killed after their BMW crashed in into a tree at Ickleford in Hertfordshire. The accident happened on Alsey Road early yesterday morning. The weather will be dry and breezy with long periods of sunshine. Top temperatures around 11 degrees Celsius, 52 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Alistair Cook says England can still save the Ashes series after his side lost the second test to go 2-0 down against Australia. It was only the second time in England's history that they've lost successive tests by more than 200 runs. What we can do is work extremely hard. We can look at ourselves um, and we can go and work as hard as we can on our games. That's all we can do, and that's what we have to do. And then front up to the challenge ahead of ourselves, um, look, at, look deep deep down inside yourself and, and drag ourselves out. No, no one else is going to do it for us. In football, Arsenal are five points clear at the top of the Premier League after a one-all draw against Everton. Watford, the MK Dons and Stevenage have all been drawn away in the third round of the FA Cup. Jeff Toyle has the details. 
Three difficult away ties for Watford, MK Dons and Stevenage. Watford head to Bristol City, who were relegated from the Championship last season and are now struggling in League One. But they've just appointed a new boss in Steve Cottrell. MK Dons travel to Championship side Wigan, who are mid-table and have also recently appointed a new manager in Uwe Rosler. And Stevenage face a Championship side as well as they prepare for Doncaster, who are currently in the relegation zone. The ties will be played on the first weekend of January. Luton Town are just a point off conference leaders Cambridge after their 5-0 mauling of Alfreton at the weekend. The Hatters are on a 14-match unbeaten run in the league. And manager John Still is understandably delighted with their form. You can, can only do what you know you do yourself. You know We can't worry about any of the other teams. Uh, from my own point of view, Luton Town go out, play every week, give everything they've got, work as hard as they can. Everyone does their bit and I'm happy. Um, the rest will take care of itself. And finally, Neil Robertson is celebrating after being crowned UK snooker champion. The world number one beat the defending champion Mark Selby by 10 frames to seven in York. That's BBC Three Counties News and Sport. More at eight o'clock. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. So, lots to talk about. When did you last use your pub? Pubs in Biggleswade are closed. Well, pubs all over the three counties are closing down. Um, but w- when did you last use a pub? They're, they're, they're a bit old-fashioned, aren't they? A little bit pricey as well. And just too noisy. I don't want to sit in a room and listen to Sky Sports or MTV or Setanto or anything like that. Awful. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. There is a, a story out today. Figures show patients are having to wait in ambulances outside hospital for far longer than recommended. The East of England Ambulance Service reported one delay of almost six hours. Imagine that being stuck in the back of an ambulance for nearly six hours. Have you got any instances of this? Has this happened to you or a member of your family? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. And, and MPs' salaries. They're going to get an increase of 11%, about £7,500. Takes them up to, what, about £76,000, something like that. It's about right, isn't it? That's what they deserve, surely. All these people that say, oh, they don't do anything. Hang on, how, how, and sorry, you know that how? Of course there are one or two dodgepots who cut corners and put their feet up and don't do a lot. But that's the same of any industry, of radio presenters, of nurses, of anybody. The majority of them work flipping hard. Steve's in Red Bull. Morning, Steve. Morning, mate. Steve, they deserve this pay rise, don't they? Oh, definitely, because when I become Prime Minister for this country, I'm going to take only half the money. What do you mean by that? Well... Uh, our illustrious leader, what we did have, Tony Blair, he's got six big houses and he's a multi-millionaire, isn't he? Yeah, the majority that's of that money has been earned... The majority of that money's been earned... Isn't it? No, it's not from backhanders. The majority of that money has been earned after after he left and because his wife invests in property. Oh. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, go out and have free dinners with all your mates, can't you? Well, I, I go out and have free dinners sometimes. What's the problem with that? You get jealous. Uh, no, not really, because I've not been a sleazebag, have I, like he has? Well, no, 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 Steve, listen, you have to be very, very careful. You can't just come on and, and label somebody a sleazebag and claim they're be- getting backhanders without any evidence to back that up, because that is libelous. So, is it? Oh. Yes. Oh, well, yeah, well, it is, Steve. When, when, my, when my mum and dad fought in the Second World War, so you got freedom of speech, we're not allowed to say nothing now, then? Well, no, f- first of all, Stephen, you're not allowed to libel somebody because that's against the law. So, no, you're not. So, the, the freedom of speech argument is moot. 
I will. I'll move out of the country then, I suppose, then, won't I? I don't I'll I... get freedom of speech. Well, freedom of speech doesn't exist, Stephen. It's a myth. You can't just phone up here and say anything you want. You, and you know that. You Sensibly, you know that, don't you? Well, as I say, that he, there's not just one MP, but it was nearly a fair few of the Labour Party that were taking backhanders, and it was proven, wasn't it? Some I don't know. Went to prison, didn't they? I don't know. We, we, I don't know. Was it proven they were taking backhanders? Well, it got to be, so they wouldn't have gone to prison if they hadn't done, wouldn't they? Well, I don't know what you're talking about, Steve. And I'm not. If I'm if I'm honest, I'm not sure you know what you're talking about either. It does get me annoyed, this argument of, oh, I've got free speech. You don't. Certainly not on the radio. You can't phone up and libel somebody. That's against the law. And you can't phone up and swear. So, no, you don't have freedom of speech, Steve. What on earth made you think you did? You can't go around saying that Tony Blair took back Anders and that's why he's a multimillionaire. His wife was excellent at property investment. She had a really good salary, and he's earned a stackload of money since stopping being Prime Minister, as ex-Prime Ministers do. 08459 455 555. Dave's in Luton. Morning, Dave. Good morning, Ian. Dave, your band. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us uh, a call. Dave is banned, and Dave is not coming on, and he knows that, and he's very, very naughty to even think uh, that he might be. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. Steve's attitude is, it, it annoys me. Oh, these MPs don't do anything. Oh, they're all taking back Anders. You have a go at doing it. Uh, John's in Luton. Morning, John. Good morning, Ian. John, what can I do for you? MPs pay. Yes, they deserve more, don't they? No. Sorry? No. Oh, I like you, John, but you might wind me up today. But you, you turned around and said they run the country. And the country's in a hell mess. Hell mess. So how can they be running the country and getting paid more money for it? Right. First of all, Please I don't know... Tell I, me. I don't tell me. I, w- I will tell you, Jean. First of all, I don't know what a hell mess is. I think you missed out the words of a... But secondly, the country has been in a hell of a mess because of a massive global banking problem. It wasn't because the MPs did anything wrong. It's because the entire banking... Because in America, some banks lent mortgages to people that couldn't pay them. That's boiled down. That's why we're in this problem. And the MPs are doing their darndest to get us out of this problem. Oh, yeah. You, You mentioned it now on this morning on the news in yourself. Six hours, a lady has to sit in a, an ambulance waiting to get into an am, uh, hospital. Yeah. Well, um, you call that the country's running nicely? I didn't say the country's running nicely, John, no. I don't what call do you, that the country's running nicely. John, what do you expect? You want blooming David Cameron to be outside every hospital opening the door of ambulances and pulling people out? You, no, want, no. you want Jack Straw to be pushing gurney trolleys down through hospital wards and taking them in? You want Ed, Ed Miliband to be delivering babies? What do you want from them, John? No, I'm not, I'm not asking for Ed Miliband or the Prime Minister to be there, but these MPs should be making sure that these people who run these hospitals are doing their jobs. They're not doing their jobs because you read it every day. Not just hospitals, but the policing, everything else. Because the country's in a hell of a mess. Thank you. Thank you, Ian. Bye-bye, John. There we go. John in Luton Street. He's got strong views, but I like John, so I I, I don't mind um, locking horns with him, so to speak. 08459 455 555. George is in Bedford. Morning, George. Yeah, hi. George, this, they deserve this pay rise, don't they? Um, not, not, not under the present circumstances, no, they don't. Oh, go on then. 
well, there's two things. First of all, um, I believe the uh, they get a generous holiday allowance. I mean, I don't know. Are they? It, How much holiday allowance do they get? Well, I don't know. I mean, they, they do. Well, it, it is. Well, they break off. Well, how much is it? You're saying it's generous, but you don't know how much it is. Well, it's, 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 it's more than many. They, 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 they do have a sort of a summary, okay. recess, I believe, and then okay. there's another recess there. But okay, and, and you're jealous of that? Sorry? You're jealous of that? Oh, I'm not jealous of that. I am. I'm jealous of it. I'm jealous of the summer break they get. Right, OK. So that's, that's one thing. But the second thing, you talk about running the country. Um... A great many of laws in this country, uh, what, they affect factors nationally and locally, are, are not made in this country. They're made because, because we're members of the European community. They're actually made in Brussels. Any laws that the MPs bring in collectively have to take into account that as well. So the, the idea that they run the country, they make all the laws, they don't. I didn't say they make all the laws. Also, it could be six, 65 to 75 percent of all laws in this country okay. are made in Brussels, and that, in, that includes um, the Brussels, the Brussels um, <laughs> sheet affects things like local councils, how local councils are run. So you're saying that MPs don't do anything? I'm not saying they don't do anything. They do a lot, George. Um, could you do it? Could you do their job? I couldn't. There's neither here nor there. Well, no, it is. It is here nor it is here, and indeed, it is there, because you, because it sounds like you're, it just sounds like you're you're, you're jealous, George. It, MPs do a really really tough job. I didn't say they made all the laws; someone else did. MPs do a really really tough job, and they deserve to be rewarded for it. Keep coming up with this thing about jealous. Who's jealous? Who's the issue of being jealous? Well, you sound like you're jealous, George. You're getting very upset about it. You, you, you mentioned. You mentioned their extensive holiday period. Now you're, you're mentioning that actually they probably don't do that much. So I don't, I don't understand what the problem is. They obviously don't, they do do a lot. I don't, I'm not saying you don't do very much. I'm not I'm saying it's not justified. You see, because of the reasons. The reasons. I, I mean, their, their expenses. Then, their expenses are being slashed as a result of this pay rise. Yes, but the, 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 the issue is that a lot of laws in this country. I'm um, made in Brussels. Uh, I don't know why you keep going on about laws. I've not mentioned laws. Exercise. They do, uh, they do other things apart from laws. Yes. Yes. Lolu's in Hemel. Morning, Lolu. Morning, Ian. What, what do you think about this pay rise? Please have some common sense. They deserve it, don't they? <laughs> to be honest, I thought they actually earned uh, more than 66K. But yes, I think they do deserve it. I'm just not sure about the timing. Of it, I mean, the country is just recovering. Um, all the public sector workers' salaries are capped. I think. Um, I just don't think it's the right time to do it. But I think they do deserve it. To be honest, if I'm honest, they, um, a much higher salary. To be very honest. How much? Here we go. Now this is interesting. How much do you think they should be getting? Um, honestly, about hundred grand a year. Yeah. That's, that's for the. I mean, it's for the kind of job that they do. I, I don't understand people saying they don't do anything. They don't do anything. It's. It, it sounds almost ludicrous saying they don't do anything, but it's just, I think what they, what MPs have is a perception problem with the public in terms of, um, I mean, you, you look at the expenses scandals, you look at all sorts of things wrong with the country, and they think, but we have all these paid public, um, all these paid public guys who aren't doing anything, but they are doing something. They are doing very, very hard work, mm-hmm. but 
I just don't think the timing of the increase is right, but I think they do deserve it, to be honest. I think they deserve a lot more than that. You know, I think David Cameron, as Prime Minister, earns about £126,000 a year. Something like that. And that's nothing, is it, for the Prime Minister? Exactly. There you go. I think he should be earning a lot more than that, quite frankly, but... uh, that's that's what that's what it pays and that's what it is. Lolly, thank you very much indeed. At last, someone speaking sense. He thinks MPs deserve more money, hundred thousand pounds. I think he's right. Yes, the timing is the timing isn't great, is it? But the timing is never going to be great. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Isn't it time we paid our MPs what they deserve? <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 southbound is still struggling between Junction 12 for Flittick and 9 for Redbourne after an earlier accident. And the N25 is slow going between 24 for Potter's Bar and 23 for South Mims. Also between 17 for Maple Cross and 15 for the M4. Things looking slow there. The A1M southbound now uh, struggling between 9 for Letchworth and 7 for Stevenage. And in Aylesbury, the A41 is closed between High Street and Walton Street because of a building fire. On public transport, Metropolitan Line still have minor delays after an earlier faulty train. This is Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. Right, 7.45, Monday the 9th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Patients are having to wait in ambulances outside hospital for far longer than recommended. That's according to figures from the ambulance service. People in Hertfordshire are being offered £50 to shop neighbours who are illegally subletting their council homes. And the Labour MP for Luton North, Kelvin Hopkins, says he's appalled that MPs could get an 11% pay rise. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. We'll take your calls on all of those stories and more after the latest weather with Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello there. A fairly pleasant day today, so largely dry. There are some mist and fog patches around and they could be fairly slow to disperse, but once they do, we should have some bright spells in between the cloud. Um, Just slight westerly winds, but temperatures above the seasonal average with highs of 10 or 11, perhaps even 12 degrees Celsius. So tonight, a clear but chilly night. We have got cloud moving its way from the west, but it's probably not going to really get to us until we get uh, get to dawn. And so we'll probably have some patchy mist and fog patches again. Temperatures down to 2 or 3 degrees Celsius. So tomorrow that mist and fog could get, take quite a while to lift. In fact, we've got a cloudier day tomorrow altogether. There should be some bright spells and temperatures reaching 10 degrees Celsius. Wednesday, more of that patchy fog struggling to clear. It's going to feel quite chilly where it does linger, but elsewhere um, pretty mild still with temperatures up to 9 or 10 degrees. And it remains largely dry and fairly settled for most of the week, though the winds do pick up a little on Thursday, so a breezy day on Friday. Friday. That's your latest forecast. BBC Three Counties Radio's Big Tour. Coming to towns and villages across beds, hearts and bucks as we bring you the three counties like never before. It's a huge trip celebrating all that's amazing about where we live. The little town, there's more or less everything you can get. All this week in Biggleswade. A small market town. It's clean and nice and pleasant and quite cheerful. If you've got a story everyone should know about, let us tell everybody about it. Send us an email to 3cr at bbc.com.
www.ac.co.uk. Plenty of bliss, plenty of things to do. From flower decorating to history society. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. There is everything here in Biggleswade. All this week in Biggleswade. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hell miss. That's what we're in, apparently. <laughs> I love the fact he said it. And then he said it again with extra emphasis. Bearing in mind, he'd missed out two important words there. Of a... 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Lots of things to talk about. Pubs, um, ambulances, grassing up your neighbours. But the majority of you want to talk about MPs' salaries and the, the fact that they're going to get, I think in 2015... An increase of 11%, about £7,500. They don't get paid that much. Now, I know to a lot of you, 66 grand sounds like a lot of money, OK? And it is a lot of money, of course it is. But for an important, powerful job that may only last four or five years, it isn't that much money. If they went and worked in the city, or if they went and worked in banks, or if they went and worked in, in industry, they'd be earning... Much more than that. Lolu just uh, called up. He thinks they should be earning £100,000. And our Prime Minister, I don't know the exact figure. It's something like £126,000. Something like that. If you know the figure. 08459 555555. But for being Prime Minister, £120,000? That is outrageous, isn't it? So put your prejudices, put your preconceived ideas to one side and think about this. These people do a really good job. Let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. These people do a very important job. Some of them do a good job, some of them do a bad job. The beauty of it is, the beauty of the system is, if they do what you consider to be a really bad job, you can sack them. You can sack them off. You can get rid of them. 08459 455 555. Let's be sensible. MPs deserve a pay increase. Dave's in Milton Keynes. Morning, Dave. What would you like to say? Good morning. Yes, um, I'm in favour of MPs earning more if we're getting quality MPs, which I don't think we are very, really. And as Nadine Dory said when she was pulled up over uh, I'm a Celebrity thing, she knows loads of MPs, barristers, who are working three days, three days a week as a barrister. Uh, there's one other point I'd like to make is that you're a professional broadcaster. And you're, you're using your position to browbeat people, picking up on their grammar, and all sorts of things like this. And I think you're sort of... I, I lived in Canada, and there was these browbeating types of uh, phoning uh, broadcasters there. And you're, you're sort of going along with what they did, and not allowing people to make their points. I know some people make their points a bit slow, probably I myself. But uh, we are not professional broadcasters. We just, and you're not having a debate. You're just shouting at people. If you, if you could do... You said, oh, at last, somebody's sensible. It, they were sensible because they agreed with you. OK, do you think... Do you think I'm, in, I'm in right to say this? Do I think what, sorry? You're in right to think, say this? Do you, think I, do you think I'm right to say that you do you browbeat people? Because this is the first time I've heard this programme. No. And I'm sitting here just waiting to put my car in for service. And, uh, you know, it, it just seems to me that uh, you are um, using your position. And the other, the other point I wanted to make is, OK, they don't earn as much as they should be earning, but they do get a tremendous pension when they've done two terms. And nobody's mentioned this yet. No one's, no one's mentioned what? No one's mentioned the fact they get a tremendous pension okay. when they do two terms in office. Okay. I think it works out to two-thirds of salary from the time that they, they finish 
their, their, their term in, in, in Parliament. Have you finished? Uh, well, uh, yes, you like, yeah. Which of those points would you like me to address first, David? Anyone you like. Let's go to the first one. Yep. Do you remember what that was? Yes, I think I said I think they deserve a lot of lot of, a very very good wage if they are quality people, which I do not think we're getting. Why don't you think we're getting quality people? Because <sighs> I come from an era when, okay, the politicians at the era I'm talking about, they didn't have this constant television scrutiny. But the, the, the era they came from, if they did, Hugh Dalton was ex-Chancellor of Exchequer. He made a mistake, he fell on his sword. Profumo fell on his sword. Not now. Well, Profumo Jeremy fell on Hunt, something, didn't he? Jeremy Hunt has been found. He was sword is an appropriate phrase. Sorry? Sorry, yes, it was. And he fell on his sword, and he lived a pretty worth, worthwhile life thereafter. You're talking about Profumo, I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah he, he, he lived a very exemplary life after he, after he finished as MP. Good for him. Well done. Yeah. You, so you're not you're not citing Profumo as uh, uh, th- no, something that MPs what, should be looking up to, are you? No, I am. I am. I am saying that MPs in the era I'm talking about, I'm 77. They so were, I'll all, go back they were all in, they were all in bed with hookers and call girls back then. Okay, just one moment. What I'm you saying can't is, you be looking up to them, Dave. I, just one. What I'm saying is, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not condoning what they did. But if they if they were faulted, if they were caught out. And Hugh Dalton wasn't uh, it? If, was, they it, were, it was, if they were caught out. Only, so only it, if they were caught out. Not, it didn't it, prevent them doing the naughtiness between no, the sheets no, and t- telling it, secrets uh, to, about not, nuclear it, submarines it, to women who were sleeping with, with Russian uh, ambassadors. It didn't stop them. But only when they were caught out. Ah, I see. That, that's right. And they fell on their sword. That's, like your definition, that's your definition of decency. If they'd been no, caught out giving secrets to prostitutes, they then now. they would they fall on a sword. Okay. So that's okay, that's your next point because we're not going to agree on this. Well, no, we're not going to agree, and that's that's the beauty of it. So you you think it's okay to sleep with prostitutes to give no, them? No, I don't think that at Let all. Let me, Dave, Dave, if if I may just finish. Uh, you think it's okay for for MPs to sleep with prostitutes to give um, uh, tactical military secrets to them when those g- call girls are themselves sleeping with it's with Russians? Yes. You, you, uh, no, you, I don't think it's right. Dave, may I finish? I, I, Sure. Thank you. you. You accuse me of browbeating, so thank you. Uh, so you think it's okay to do that, but but as long as that when they do get caught out, they fall on their sword. That's that's the main thing. This this <laughs> yeah okay. Nowadays they don't do that. The, if they're caught out, there's, just, there's a lot of sleaze going around now. If they're caught out, they they don't they don't resign. This is this is my point now. Maybe maybe they're not being caught out, Dave, because maybe well, they're not like doing it. Jeremy Hunt. Yeah, Jeremy but, Hunt with the uh, with these phone tapping scandals and that. And yeah, these, uh, uh, yeah. Okay, Dave, but but maybe they're not doing all the seedy, dirty things that you seem to think our MP should be aspiring well, to. They I, did back yeah, in the day. I, I picked up. I made the example of Profumo, but my the example I first made was Hugh Dalton, and his was a. His well, was, I'm picking up on the examples you're giving me, Dave. I can't read your yeah, mind my, and see what other names my, are in my, your my, head. My first, my first person I mentioned was Hugh Dalton, and he was Charles the Exchequer, and he made a mistake and and and. Things got leaked, so he stri- immediately he resigned. And that was nothing sleazy in the way of sleeping with prostitutes or anything like that. But yet, you did mention some gentlemen who had indulged in those acts. Yes, I did. Yes, but as, as another example of of, of MPs, of decency. Who, who, uh, no, as of MPs who fall on their sword. I wish you'd you stop mentioning swords when you're talking about Profumo. <laughs> okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, the other... Uh, I don't remember what the third point was. It was a little bit dull. The second one was about me browbeating. Yeah. Yeah. 
But yet you're still listening, aren't you? Yeah, but I've just thought... So who wins? This guy, this guy's got, they're not giving people a chance. OK, I must say, you're giving me a chance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm letting <laughs> but, you dig um, your own ditch, Dave. Well, no, I don't think I am, you see. No, no, no you this, don't, but listen back this, to this it. Is, this is a debate, and you're, we're disagreeing. We're disagreeing. You, you, you picked... What annoyed me most of all, you picked it up on somebody's grammar. Now... As I say, oh, we're, we're Dave, pro- Dave, well, come on now. Listen, I've got children. I want my children to to speak properly and to learn no, how to speak properly. If we at the BBC I, can't encourage proper grammar, I, then what are we? Well, but when, when, you, when somebody's phoned in and, you know, it's, it's quite a nerve-wracking thing, I should think, for, for people. And as I say, my granddaughter is a very, very bright young lady with a very responsible job. But her conversation when you when she was with her friends, it's awful. It's like well, then you know, we should be trying to stop that, shouldn't we? But yes, yes, we yes. should. So you but, agree but, with me? I, I I agree with you, but I, I think the time of the place you time of the place you chose was probably not the right one. The BBC is the perfect place to try and encourage people to speak proper. Yeah, but I, I still think you have a brow-beating attitude. But yeah, how long have you been listening uh, for, Dave? And and you said. For about half an hour now. No, but, but and, in, and was, in, in the past, when did, you, when did you start listening to this show? This is the first time I've ever heard it. Hang on a second. You just said that you've been listening in the past. No, I didn't. I said, I said oh, I'm sitting okay. here. I'm sitting here waiting yeah. for my... I'm waiting for the place to open up for my car to be serviced. Are you going to listen tomorrow? I'm listening. Are you going to listen tomorrow? I... I I'm an insomniac, and I don't get up, I don't work, I'm retired. I'm insomniac, so I'm normally in bed till about 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock. You can listen to me in, you can listen to me in bed, Dave, that'd be nice, intimate. When I'm trying to get, when, I'm, when I haven't slept till about 7 o'clock in the morning, then I finally get off. Yeah, well, we were on, we start at 6, so you could listen to the first hour. Well, well the, other, the other thing that made me laugh was that uh, you said, finally, somebody sensible. What you meant was he agreed with you. No, he made a sensible point. Dave, I've got to end it there. I hope you feel you had a fair crack of the whip. I'll speak to you tomorrow. 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M40 southbound is slow between 5 for Stoke and Church and 4 for the High Wycombe Handy Cross. And the M1 southbound still struggling between 12 for Flittick and 9 for Redbourne. The M25 anti-clockwise slow between 24 for Potter's Bar and 23 for South Mims. And in Aylesbury, the A41 Lower High Street is closed between High Street and Walton Street because of a building fire. Public transport Metropolitan Line have minor delays after an earlier faulty train. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Dave, as well, for being a good sport. Always open to criticism on this show. I think it makes us better. If the BBC can't encourage good grammar, then where are we? Go and listen to Heart if you want to speak properly. Or not. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8 o'clock, I'm Liak. New the headlines. Long delays for patients being taken to hospital. £50 to shop your neighbours in Hatfield. And MPs to get an 11% pay rise. BBC Three Counties Radio. Figures show patients are having to wait in ambulances outside hospital for far longer than recommended. The East of England Ambulance Service reported one delay of almost six hours. Roger Goss from Patient Concern says there needs to be an in-depth look at how the problem can be fixed. There's no point in having an ambulance service if you can't do the right thing when they turn up. I appreciate that hospitals have all these targets 
And you need targets to incentivize people. But if you aren't meeting them, you have to find out why and then do something about it. A housing association in Hertfordshire is offering £50 to residents who shop on their neighbours. So far, the Wellin Hatfield Community Housing Trust has paid seven people who told them their neighbours were illegally subletting their home. Chair of the Tenancy Fraud Forum, Katrina Robinson, says this kind of fraud is becoming more socially unacceptable. It is now, in fact, a criminal offence. In October, we saw uh, the commencement of the Prevention of Social Housing Fraud Act because government have recognised that subletting a social home to someone who is not entitled to it and the person making significant profits from it is simply not right. And as I say, it is now a criminal offence which is punishable by up to two years in prison or a fine. MPs could get an 11% pay rise well above the rate of inflation. The announcement is expected to be made this week. Kelvin Hopkins, the Labour MP for Luton North, told Ian Lee the rise is completely unacceptable. £66,000 a year is three times average earnings. And I don't believe that MPs should be paid vastly more than that. And I think we don't want to be too far off here from where ordinary people are. And we certainly shouldn't be having a pay rise when everybody else's pay has been squeezed and cut in real terms. The first work has begun to rebuild Junction 10A of the M1 at Luton South. The existing roundabout is being removed so traffic can flow without interruption from the motorway to Luton Airport. The £30 million scheme was approved last month. Australia beat England on the fifth day of the second Ashes Test in Adelaide. The home side won by 218 runs, taking a 2-0 lead in the series. The former England's batsman, Geoffrey Boycott, says he expects England to be annihilated. I think the glory Glory days have gone. I think they're like my side, Manchester United. Short of some quality players, you know, it's all beginning to unravel. And we've had three series we've won comfortably. We're going to get annihilated in this one. And in football, the draw's been made for the third round of the FA Cup. Watford play at Bristol City, the MK Dons travel to Wigan and Stevenage go to Doncaster Rovers. The weather for Bedtards and Bucks will be dry and breezy with long periods of sunshine today. Top temperatures around 11 degrees Celsius, 52 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. There is everything here for any individual. All this week in Biggleswade. And everybody knows people, or so you've always got somebody, if you're lonely, there's always somebody to talk to. I think it offers a lot for the size. You know, I think that's the thing round here. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. All this week in Biggleswade. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots to talk about between now and JVS at nine o'clock, including a Hertfordshire Housing Association is offering a cash incentive to clients who, well, they grass up people illegally subletting their properties. It's 50 quid. Would you do it? Pay rise uh, recommendations for MPs. They're going to get an extra seven and a half thousand pounds. It's time we paid our MPs fairly, isn't it? And pubs in Biggleswade are closing like there's no tomorrow. Isn't it time we accepted that everyone, except for old men, would rather have a few bevvies at home? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text, 81333. 
start your text 3CR or you can give me a call 08459 455555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Some texts on MPs' expenses. Bob, uh, MPs' salary, excuse me. Bob in Dunstable. MPs pay. It's not only the £76,000 they earn. What about all the expenses? They don't pay for gas, electric, fuel allowance and all the other benefits. I haven't had a pay rise for five years. Well, it sounds like jealousy. Their, their um, uh, expenses are going to be slashed as well. They can't claim biscuits, and I can't think what else they can't claim. They can't. The biscuits will be cut out. Uh, Gary and Luton. MPs are paid enough already and should even be stopped from claiming expenses. The rest of us have to pay for our journey to work, so why shouldn't they? Their pay cannot be compared to the private sector pay, as big business bosses are all overpaid. It sounds like jealousy, Gary. Not for hard work, but for the constant fleecing and overcharging in rip-off Britain. Poor leadership and greed cause the problems this country has now, and you don't pay the same greedy people more to put their mistakes right. MPs who take the pay rise are taking the... mm, Thank you. Paul's in Leighton Buzzard. Morning, Paul. Be careful what you say, Ian. I've got the English dictionary here. Uh-oh. And English English phraseology or whatever. Yes, sir. <laughs> Go on, then. Right, OK. Ian, I'm, I am in favour of MPs getting uh, increased salaries, but yep. I think not at the present time. Um, I mean, if the Chancellor's statement is to be believed, uh, we're in for the country will get back on an even keel about 2018. Yeah. And I think they should be looking to delay that, not maybe to 2018, but towards that sort of time scale. Um, I, I mean, I can only speak personally of, you know, the services I've received from our local MP, Andrew Salou, and they've been marvellous. And I wouldn't want their job um, dealing with people's complaints, etc., day in, day out. Um, so, um, uh, but I would like to see a better quality of MP. Uh, I sometimes watch the debates on the um, on TV, and uh, I think the mix needs to be better. You need the conviction uh, politician, um, but you also need something that can that have got talent. People that have got talent. And I would disagree slightly with what you said uh, previously yeah. about the bankers and that causing the, you know... The it was recession, a, very simplified, a very simplified version, yes. Yeah, they did do. But also, we wasn't helped with the last regime, um, which has come, obviously, to light um, over, the, over the, you know, preceding years. So, um, but I think, so I, I, as I say, I would like to see a better quality of MP. Uh, I know what you mean about that. I, I would like to see more characters within yes. within politics. I don't think we get enough characters, enough outspoken individuals. No, no. I mean, far be it from me, but I mean to say, because uh, I come from an opposite spectrum to this guy, but um, people like Dennis, uh, Dennis Skinner. Yep. Um, I mean, I have to, in my view, it's only my view, I think he talks a load of rubbish at times. But, but he says it well, doesn't he? He's a convicted, convicted, you know, he's a politician yep. with conviction. Yep. And, um, and I'm all for that. But on the other hand, I think that has to be balanced with guys that really have got the quality um, to really, you know, uh, tackle the issues that we're tackling. Paul, thank you very much. I've got to end you there because we need to, uh, to move on. But thank you very much indeed. 
08459 455 555. One Hertfordshire Housing Association is offering people £50 to shop their neighbours. The Wellin Hatfield Community Housing Trust is using the incentive to clamp down on tenants illegally subletting their properties. Well, Dr Kerry Cooper is a uh, professor of psychology at Lancaster University. £50 doesn't sound a lot, Kerry. Would people be shopping in their neighbours more out of malice rather than for financial gain, do you think? You're probably right. I I don't like the process at all, do you? I mean, if they're doing their job properly, they should be monitoring people and who's subletting and who's doing this and who's doing that rather than handing it over, in a sense, to the public. What does that create in a community when you say, hey, if you shop you know, your neighbor will give you 50 quid. I mean, by the way, 50 quid's not a great incentive. But, I, and not only that, by the way, they don't get the 50 quid unless they actually, it comes to fruition that the person has been subletting illegally or fraudulently, apparently. But shouldn't we all be taking more of an interest in, in our community and our neighbourhood? And if people are stealing from the state, which is what this is, shouldn't we be uh, prepared to go and tell the authorities yeah, whistleblowing is taking place everywhere, isn't it? I just don't like the idea of trying to encourage people mm. by, by incentivizing them through money. I think you're right. You should care about your community. You should be active. If you see things going on in your community, no matter what they are, that either illegal, immoral, fraudulent, or whatever, then let them know. You know, let, let the local authority know, but don't ask for money in return. That's and certainly the local authority, I don't think, should incentivize it. So it's, it's the money aspect is the, is the thing you have a problem with specifically. Yeah, well, what they're doing is they're effectively saying, you know, report on your neighbor, you know, collect information on your neighbor. Most people will know when people are taking advantage of the system. I mean, if you're living in local authority housing and you will know that your next door neighbor was Fred, but now Fred is sublet and it's wrong, really, he should be doing that, you know, and either you talk to Fred your ex-neighbor and say, hey, listen, I think you should put this right. This is not right. You know, there are people on a waiting list here, da-da-da-da. That's the way you should do it. And then if they don't, then, you know, I see no problem with whistleblowing then, but not for money. People allow these uh, these kind of things to build up huge resentments, don't they? Why can't we just go, oh, look, Fred's not living there anymore. He's, he's, he's earning a few quid. Good luck to him. And, and let him get on with it. Why do, why do we get so angry about these kind of things? Well, by the way, you, uh, when you started this the conversation, you're absolutely right. Probably the person doesn't like Fred in the first place. Yes. So I, don't, I don't think I like this Fred character either, Kerry. I, no, I I've don't gone right off him. No, I think there's an element of that, by the way. And that's the worry about whistleblowing, isn't it? The downside of whistleblowing is that people report on other people who really haven't done necessarily anything wrong, but just because they don't like them want to get them into trouble. So there has, you have to be, there has to be a kind of balance here. But I, I mean, I just think we ought, you know, we ought, once we are a community, once we can rebuild our communities, and we need to do that in the UK, people have moved around. We got on our bikes in the 80s. We've lost the sense of community. I think we need to get back into communities and be a part of it. Being a part of it means, you know, participating in it both positively and negatively. You see people taking advantage, doing something fraudulently, illegally. Come on. They, they shouldn't be doing it. You could tell them face-to-face or you can tell the authorities. I, I'm fr- I've been phrasing this in a slightly loaded way all morning to see if anyone would pick up on it, and they haven't so far. I have been saying, would you grass up a neighbour? Now, th- to use the word grass or snitch, it, it is a, a, a superior... It's a highly loaded term. word, Ian. It is very loaded, isn't it? And... and Am I right to use that loaded word? Well, I mean, I mean, I think it'd be better if you just said, look, it, if you think somebody's doing something wrong, mm. 
would you be prepared to tell the authorities? I mean, for me, I would try to tell the people themselves first, unless it's really illegal. You know, they're doing something, hor- you know, they're making all sorts of, you know, class A drugs in, a, in your next door flat. You know what I mean? Yes. Sell on the streets. That's a different matter. But I, I would try to deal with the people themselves first. And if you can't do that, then I think I would go to the authorities. But I, I, using grasp up, I mean, that really, it's quite a, an emotionally loaded term. You mentioned we need to rebuild our communities and our sense of community. We've, we've gone too far for that, haven't we? We'll, we'll never get that back. Oh, I don't think so. I think we can get that back now. I, I mean, you know, but it does take the local authority to get involved in it. And by the way, local authority is not the whole local authority, you know, not, not a particular city. But I mean the local group, the, the parish, as it were, that you live in, even within a city. I th- you can do things, and there are lots of good examples of, I mean, I live in a village in Cheshire, Poynton, and we have redone the whole city. We've, we, they, ha- they have done, it's not a city, it's a town, a village, actually, 12,000 people. And actually, there's been a lot of, you know, get, of people coming together, and then it was voted the seventh uh, best city for families in the country. And, but you can do something, but you have to work at it. And it's who you elect at your parish level who makes a difference. Uh, your counselors do make a difference, but, you know, most of us are so busy with our lives, we don't actually think through carefully mm. who these people should be. Kerry, I appreciate your time this morning. Good to talk to you. Dr. Kerry Cooper, Professor of Psychology at Lancaster University. Well, would you, and I have been using the loaded word, grass up all morning, deliberately. Would you do it? If you knew your next-door neighbour was, was up to uh, shenanigans, was renting out their property when they shouldn't be, or was doing something else, would you do it? £50 is thrown into the mix. Does that make it easier? In Stafford, get this, the local council is giving £75 reward for people who report dog owners who don't clean up their dog's whoopsies. I'd be te- Someone said this in the office last week, and I agree with that. I'd be tempted to sit on a park bench all day with a camera. And more sat there than you would for doing this nonsense. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. You can send me a text eight one three double three. Start your text three CR or go to facebook dot com forward slash bbc three CR. Eight fifteen BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Alice. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M40 is slow southbound between 5 for Stoke and Church and 4 for the High Wycombe Handy Cross. The M1 southbound also struggling between 12 for Flittick and 9 for Redbourne. The M25 anti-clockwise queuing now between 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. The A1M southbound slow between 9 for Letchworth and 7 for Stevenage. And in Sandy, the A1 southbound slow between the Akbar and the Sandy roundabout. Public transport metropolitan line has minor delays after an earlier faulty train. This is Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 8.16 or thereabouts. It's Monday the 9th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Could you stop jangling your keys? Sorry. Trying to do the news. <laughs> you, are you finished? Sorry. You sat down just jingle, jangle, jingle, jangle. Take your hand out of your pocket for a minute. <laughs> Have you finished? <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> Figures obtained by the BBC show patients are having to wait in ambulances outside hospitals for far longer than the recommended 15 minutes. People in Hertfordshire are being offered £50 to report neighbours who illegally sublet their council homes. 
and the Labour MP for Luton North, Kelvin Hopkins, says he's appalled that MPs could get an 11% pay rise. The weather today, dry and breezy with long periods of sunshine, top temperature around 11 degrees Celsius. BBC Three Counties Radio. Roberto Peroni. We are really good at work <laughs> for one hour. Tell you what, if my turkey's not a big fat one for Christmas, I'm going to be very disappointed. If you've got small children or you're a small person, I dwarf, dresses a rabbit, going to a fancy dress party, you are perfectly safe. Roberto Peroni. Bird watchers in Buckinghamshire are perking that a pair of falcons will breed there over winter. And we can all say, gentlemen, God bless Leighton Buzzard and that wonder bra. What an amazing invention. Weekdays from three. Good afternoon. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm Roberto it can be any kind of present you want. We're just talking presents, Jonathan Vernon Smith. Yes. I noticed your very, very smug tweet. You upped the smug ante yesterday on Twitter. I know, I know. All uh, all done for Christmas, everything ready, wrapped. You've I, wrapped it as well. I sat there yesterday doing my wrapping. Yes, with your cat on your lap. I've done it. Oh, he's a little devil. He loves wrapping for some reason. Oh, dear. He just likes being involved in the whole thing. Yeah. And he just kept wanting to sit on my lap while I was trying to wrap. It was very, very irritating, you know. Yeah. You need hands free. You need a lap free you, for you wrapping. You need a lap free, don't you? Of course you do. And it was just very irritating. So but it's all done? It's all done. It's all bagged up, individual bags, ready for which house it's going to. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's the first time. Yeah. Normally I'm, you know, a Christmas Eve rapper. This year I thought, no, I'm going to be prepared. I hate rapping. I, I just think it's one of the most tedious jobs and I'm effing and jeffing as I'm doing yeah, it. it's dreadful. An awful thing to do. Yes. My mother taught me how to rap and uh, I, I'm a rapper with, with ribbon as well. Oh, you do all that. And my rapping is one of those irritating rapping where you have to use scissors to get into it. My wife does that. My wife raps so well that children and disabled people can't open their presents. We have both of those <laughs> categories in my family. So Christmas Day and Boxing Day is a very, very frustrating experience for both ends of the family spectrum. It's terrible. Do you want to help with that, Mum, ten minutes after she's been given it? Yes, please, if you wouldn't mind, dear. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. It's awful. Anyway, well done you. Good for you. For yes, that have done. you got all yours done yet? No, I've got most of the presents. I think I've got all the presents I need to get apart from my wife's because I've got no idea. Right. She's done that. Oh, I don't want anything for Christmas this year. Oh, thanks a lot. Cheers. Uh, uh, everything else is coming via uh, Amazon at some point this week. I'll wrap that. That'll be fine. Beautiful. Then we're done. Right. But I don't know what to get her. So any suggestions so would be greatly welcome. Oh, gosh. Yes. Difficult, isn't it? For the woman that's got everything. Yes. Probably. She's got me. She's got you. What more does she want? Well, exactly. Why I, don't you just wrap yourself I'll up? Say, I'll, I'll put a bow around it and that will be her lovely surprise. <laughs> <laughs> now... What Lord. have you got on your show today? Well, coming up on the big phone in, we are talking about the MPs' pay rise. Oh, good. And I'm asking, do you think MPs should be given a pay rise, the independent body who decide how much MPs should earn, so they need a pay rise? MPs currently earn around £66,000 a year, but the parliamentary watchdog, IPSA, they're set to recommend that this should rise by about £7,600 a year. This 11% rise would see all MPs earning roughly £74,000 a year at a cost of £4.6 million to the taxpayer. Advocates of this plan, and I notice you're one of them. Yes, I am. Argue it's only fair MPs earn more than people in the public sector who do less important jobs. Well, from nine this morning, I want your views on this. Do you think MPs should be given a pay rise? Do you think at this time, 
It is just simply wrong for MPs to be given any more money from the public purse. Or do you think we mustn't allow uh, the austerity measures that are going on and the economic problems that this country has been through to cloud our judgment over ultimately what is the right thing to do? Mm. Your views from nine on 08459 You'll get lots of Muppets phoning up saying, oh, they don't do nothing. They do- oh, these MPs, they don't do nothing. Well, I hate that because, yeah, they do do quite a lot. Of course, there are some shirkers and some dodge pots and some, as you said last week, dodge bags. But they are, um, the, the, most of them were flipping hard. I couldn't do it. You probably could, but I couldn't do it. I'd quite like to be an MP. I know. I, can I would quite like to be an MP. I, th- I think I'd be quite a good MP. Um, no, no, no. Why not? Just your attitude towards tasering. If we use that, oh, as... I'd be hardline. Yeah, I know. I'd be see. hardline. Yeah. I mean, none of this, you know, namby pamby business. It'd be tough. But then it's a tough world out there. But I think I'd be quite good. Don't you? Do you not think I'd be a good MP? I'm a little bit hurt, to be honest. I thought you'd vote for me. <laughs> Certainly would not. And if I was, uh, if I was an MP, seventy-four thousand, I'd prefer than sixty-six. Yeah. So you'd go for the pay rise. You would take it. With well, only hands. if I was going to be an MP myself. Yeah. Yeah. Your views on this on the big phone in this morning? Do you think MPs should be given a pay rise? Call oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you. <laughs> As Jonathan's leaving there, he's just explaining some of his uh, more extreme policies. <laughs> uh, Paul from Stevenage has emailed in. Ian, that last guy was right. You do have a bad attitude when it comes to the way you treat your callers, and I love it. That's why I listen to the show. I don't think I have a bad attitude. I think I'm quite generous, and, and if, if people come on and talk nonsense, I will let them know they're talking nonsense, but I think I'm quite welcoming, aren't I? Aren't I? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Some texts here. Evan Luton. We're all in this together. We all need to share the burden and tighten our belts. What a load of self-centred, egotistical blah blahs, everyone. Sorry, the, the 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 full stops in this text are all in the wrong place. Everyone else is losing jobs, being told they can't get a pay rise, or have to go on strike to get one percent. They work for us. We pay, pay their wages. I know. Let us voters have a snap online vote and see if we want to give them one instead of being mugged. Uh, John from Datchworth says, uh, This pay rise is a slap in the face to the general population. MPs are cutting our vital services at every opportunity. They're messing with pensions, making us all work until we're older than they help themselves, and not for the first time, to a larger proportion of the public purse that they're constantly taking away from. Many, many desperate people are struggling to even survive. And Pat says, uh, Ian, these MPs are responsible for making the poor poorer and those ready to retire to keep on working well past their deserved retirement age. They blame this all on the state of this country's financial position, yet they appear exempt from the damage caused by many factors, including ministers not fit for the job. 11% is immoral, given how they've treated uh, treated others on wage decreases. 08459 455 555. Well, you will have heard... MPs' uh, salaries will be going up by uh, 11%, about £7,500 in 2015. On the swing side of this, their expenses will be slashed. Now, I don't know exactly what that means and how much that means, but some of their entitlements will be taken away. And all of these people that say, oh, well, they shouldn't have expenses, hang on a second. Lots of businessmen, lots of businesswomen, lots of people involved in industry can claim expenses. If they don't claim their expenses, they can claim money back for fuel and uh, things like that. Claim the tax back. 
So, don't get too excited. Oh, wait, 459, 555, 55. Justin Dealey's out and about. Where have you been this morning, Just? Morning, boss. I was in at Harpenden earlier on this morning. Those people were, were quite receptive to this idea. I'm calling this a potential rise because I'm not convinced that that, that many MPs will actually accept this pay rise. They can't stop it. Well, they I, can't I'm, stop it. I mean, what they, we, we had uh, Kelvin on earlier on who did the whole, well, um, once I've paid the tax on it, I'll give the rest of it to charity. Well mm. done. There'll be a few who do that, but they can't stop the, uh, the pay rise going through. I think a lot of them will give that money to charity. I think, you know, I think the timing of this is is unfortunate. So in Harpenden this morning, people were, well, were kind of up for the idea to a certain degree. I've been in Lucent in the last 60 minutes or so. I've been asking people, are MPs worth £74,000 a year? Here's what people had to say. No, I don't think so. Not for the job that they do. You know, they've got very important jobs. So, no, I think... I think a lot of people this morning have said to me they don't deserve it, it's disgusting, they don't do anything. I what would you say to those people? No, I think they're wrong. I think certainly for, as a basic salary, I don't think that's too much. I think they possibly get a bit too much in the perks and things like that that go with it. But as a basic salary, no, I think that's OK. Morning, sir. £74,000 for an MP every single year. Is, is that too much money? Yeah. yeah. Well, it just is. For the lies and... I don't see what they do. What lies are you talking about? Well, everything seems to be like back turning their opinions around from year to year in, year out. People ain't got short memories. Is your perception that they just kind of stroll around, don't do a lot and get paid a lot of money? Perception, yeah. It is, yeah. You honestly believe that? Yeah. I wouldn't say they deserve it particularly, especially as so many people get in a sort of uh, decrease in their wages. I don't think they deserve it at all, but they can't do much. Absolutely not. No way near. All they do is sit and argue all day. They don't actually change anything. I could sit and argue all day and I'll do it for half the price. But you've got to admit, though, that they've got a lot of responsibility, haven't they? Come on. Oh, yeah. I mean, they've got two homes to look after. Surely they obviously need the money for that. But when was the last time you contacted your local MP? I don't even know who my local MP is. It changes from week to week, it seems. If you don't know who your local MP is, how do you know what they're doing? Well... Like all MPs, they're doing nothing, shouting and arguing in the House of Commons. Comments, sorry. Yeah. You know, making no sense whatsoever and making no changes. So you think they do absolutely nothing for the general public whatsoever, a complete and utter waste of space? Well, yeah, absolutely. Not worth £74,000. I'll do it for half, as I said. No. Can you tell me why? Not in a question like, I can't answer it in that short space of time. No, there's lots of reasons why not. Well, give me one. Uh, I don't think they work for us. I think they work for themselves. No way. If I don't earn that, why should they earn that? If this increase was to happen, All right. would it make you feel pretty sick? Yeah. Yeah, it would. I don't think anybody's worth any, you know, over 50 grand a year. You know, that's a lot of money to me. Mm. That's nearly, well, just under double what I earn a year. And you look at the average working man, 30 grand a year. All right, if they got 50, you'd say, fair enough. Anything over that? No, why? Hang on a second, that fella, this is what I don't get. Yeah. If I don't earn as much as that, why mm. should they? What does he do for a living? Well, you know, the arguments this morning that we have heard, I think the majority of them are flawed. bit like that man there saying, well, if I don't earn it, why should they be earning it? MPs don't do anything. They sit on their backside all day. A lot of these arguments are absolute nonsense. I think a lot of it comes down to, to jealousy. You know, when you talk to people and they earn more than you, automatically we feel jealous about that. £74,000 a year is a lot of money, but when you compare it to, to what much. some people are doing in London, of course, yep. you know, with that responsibility, 
responsibility, it's nothing. Absolutely nothing. Daryl on uh, Facebook. Ian, are you completely out of your mind, or are you just getting a nice handout by your bosses for agreeing with them? Because <laughs> this is how the BBC works, as you know, right. Justin. Yeah. I yep. say good things about the government, and I get a nice little cheque for 50 quid in my back pocket. But again, it goes back to what those people are saying. It's the perception. It's the perception of what MPs are doing. A lot of them are working incredibly hard. Personally, I would not want that responsibility. No but of way. course, people, again, have got these ideas that they're sitting there doing nothing and they're, they're laughing at the public. That's not the case at all, come Justin, on. thank you very much indeed. Let me finish the rest of Daryl's uh, comment. Uh, Ian, are you out of your mind or are you just getting a nice handout by your bosses for agreeing with them? The BBC has shown itself to be in the government's pocket plenty of times over the past few years. Is this another example, I wonder? You're either a heartless elitist or a sellout. Your call. Or maybe I'm just a realist, Daryl. You didn't put that third option in there, the third sensible option, that maybe I'm just a real- realist and I think that people should be paid what they're worth. Now, I'm not saying that nurses and police officers and fire officers shouldn't be paid more. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying MPs should definitely be paid more. 08459 455 555. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. M40 southbound struggling today that's looking slow between 6 for Watlington and 4 for the High Wycombe Handy Cross. M1 southbound still slow between 12 for Flittick and 9 for Redbourne. M25 anti-clockwise there are queues between 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. In Aylesbury Lower High Street is closed between the High Street and Walton Street because of a building fire. On public transport Metropolitan Line have minor delays because of an earlier faulty train. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Last eight, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines figures show patients are having to wait in ambulances outside hospitals for far longer than recommended. The East of England Ambulance Service reported one delay of almost six hours. A housing association in Hertfordshire is offering £50 to residents who shop on their neighbours. The well in Hadfield Community Housing Trust has paid seven people who told them their neighbours were illegally subletting their home. And the Labour MP for Luton North, Kelvin Hopkins, says he's appalled that MPs could get an 11% pay rise. The increase is expected to be announced this week. The weather will be dry and breezy with long periods of sunshine. Top temperatures around 11 degrees Celsius, 52 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting with cricket and the Australian captain Michael Clarke says his team's current form in the Ashes series has come as no surprise. Australia have thrashed England in the last two test matches to take a 2-0 lead in the series. Every test I play I want to win so it's, it's not a surprise that we've had this success. We've got a very good team that are at the top of our game at the moment so I'm, I'm extremely pleased. In football Arsenal are five points clear at the top of the Premier League after a one-all draw against Everton. Watford, the MK Dons and Stevenage have all been drawn away in the the third round of the FA Cup. Jeff Doyle has the details. 
Three difficult away ties for Watford, MK Dons and Stevenage. Watford head to Bristol City, who were relegated from the Championship last season and are now struggling in League One. But they've just appointed a new boss in Steve Cottrell. MK Dons travel to Championship side Wigan, who are mid-table and have also recently appointed a new manager in Uwe Rosler. And Stevenage face a Championship side as well as they prepare for Doncaster, who are currently in the relegation zone. The ties will be played on the first weekend of January. Luton Town are just a point off conference leaders Cambridge after their 5-0 mauling of Alfreton at the weekend. The Hatters are on a 14-match unbeaten run in the league and manager John Still is understandably delighted with their form. You can can only do what you know you do yourself. You know we can't worry about any of the other teams. Uh, from my own point of view, Luton Town go out, play every week, give everything they've got, work as hard as they can. Everyone does their bit and I'm happy. Um, the rest will take care of itself. And finally, Neil Robertson is celebrating after being crowned UK snooker champion. The world number one beat the defending champion Mark Selby by 10 frames to seven in York. That's BBC Three Counties News and Sport. More at nine o'clock. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. So MPs are going to get an increase of 11% in 2015, about £7,500, takes them up to about £74,000 a year salary. Their uh, expenses will be cut. So they're not going to be getting... They're going to lose some money. Ipsa says that in return for the increase, MPs would have to pay more for their pensions. Uh, and other changes would also see a £15 dinner allowance scrapped. Claims for tea and biscuits not allowed. And taxpayer-funded taxis home only allowed after 11 o'clock at night, which is kind of a, a standard in various parts of industry. There would also be a crackdown on claims for running second homes, with costs such as TV licences and contents insurance no longer being met. It makes perfect sense. And everybody that's called up today or spoken to Justin and said, ah, they don't do nothing. I could do their job for half the salary. No, you couldn't. No, you couldn't do it because it's flipping our work. 08459 455 555. Another story we've uh, been talking uh, about this morning is um, the fact that Welling Hatfield Community Housing Trust is offering residents £50 to uh, let them know if their next-door neighbours or their neighbours are illegally subletting their properties. I've had a text uh, on this from Dan in Dunstable. Come on! Council estate people stick together! Dear. We don't grass. Did we need a yank? I think he's referring to uh, Professor Kerry Cooper, Dr Kerry Cooper, Professor Kerry Cooper. Did we need a yank to tell us things that, that in the real world don't happen? They screw us, we screw them. Oh, Dan, Really? Have you really got that 1974 attitude? It is. It's like shameless, isn't it? Council of state people stick together. We don't grass. Oh, dear. How naive. Peter's in Warmer Green. Morning, Peter. Good morning. What do you reckon to that text there from Dan? I think that that's total nonsense, really. Because most people, if they knew of it, they would, they would speak up a bit. I'm, I'm a social tenant. But... We are treated as second-class citizens so often that we get a bit cynical. I mean, for instance, you're talking probably about 0.1% of people being caught. I mean, they're selling off more houses than that every year. And we, we, they're, told, they're saying in terms of, oh, well, other people could be renting those. They don't say about the, the other people who could be renting the ones that's being sold off. 
So this is total, absolute total nonsense. Now, if we catch the taxi raiders and the test kits, then maybe we're going to do something for the country. Hang on a second, though. But if people are renting out their properties illegally to get a few quid cash in hand... Yes, but you're talking about is, point one of, that, well, probably point one of a percent. It, well, it, that doesn't matter. They're still breaking the law oh, and they're, yes. still, they're still withholding oh, yes, properties. Many, many people, you know it and I know it, breaking the law. I mean, for instance, we've got MPs that break the law. We've got more MPs breaking the law than I've ever considered within the council estate. Hang on a second. What? Yeah. You're saying there are more MPs, but they should make, by the way, they should make breaking the law illegal. We've got more MPs breaking the law than people on council well, estates. I mean, if you Peter, take them and you try to cheat on their benefits, and if you take the, the lack of, if you like, just a total lack of uh, safety for the country, then uh, they're ridiculous, really. Are you serious? Are ridiculous, Peter? Are you seriously saying you think that more MPs are breaking the law than people on council estates? Well, I think so. In, in the oh, percentage, n- oh. you're talking about you're talking about six hundred MPs. Yeah. How many have you, how many have cheated on their expenses? Well, uh, how many went to prison? I think three went to prison, didn't they? No, but the rest I'm not talking back. about the ones who went to prison. I'm talking about the ones who paid it back as well. well they paid it back. And there was, yes, but only because they were caught. Yeah, well, they paid it back. Well, yeah. I mean, most people would if they'd been caught. If, uh, if they were being paid more, Peter, they wouldn't have needed to fiddle their expenses, would they? Well, if you can all the answerly bits and pieces they get, yes. you're probably talking well. about between 90 and 100,000 they get minimum. And how have you worked that out? From what, what figure? Well, they've got subsidised canteens, which was dropped in factories 30 years ago. OK, they can't make claims for tea and biscuits anymore. No, but their restaurants are subsidised. OK. Five of them in there. Jealousy? You're just jealous. No, I'm not jealous. I'm what jealous. What I'm doing is I'm pointing out what the general population believes. No, you're not. You're pointing out what Peter and Wilma Green believes. No, 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 no. The yes, 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 po- yes, yes, yes. Look, the general population know how many times MPs have tried to fiddle their expenses. How many times have they tried to fiddle their expenses? Numerous times. How many? Well, not... I can't put an exact well, you, you you just said, Peter, Peter, you just said everyone knows how many times they tried to fiddle their expensive when I've asked you well, how yes, many times. You say you don't know. Times. Peter, I appreciate your call. You, you're not speaking for everyone. You are speaking for Peter and Warmer Green. But thank you very much indeed. Andy's in Redbourne. Morning, Andy. Good morning. Andy, what would you like to say? I, well, if we want the, the sort of people who can sort of get us out of this recession, then we, we need to pay the money. It's being short-sighted. If you, if you don't put the right people in place... The reality is, is, is our, our, our salaries would go up if the, com- the country wasn't in such a bad state. We'll and that's the, right that's the thing, isn't it? If we get the right people in place who can steer us through this, then people in the public sector will get their pay rises. Industry will be doing better. We will be better off. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I lose my job after Christmas and I should be one of those people that... Um, should be embittered, but I'm not because because I understand, understand business. I've been a business myself uh, before. You've you've you've, you've got it. You've got it, got to um, cut your class across to suit your circumstances. And people don't like the way things are at the moment. But to make things better in the future, we've got to follow a bad tablet at the moment. You're going to be losing your job after Christmas. Yep, I work for a, a multinational um, who's strapped um, for cash. They owe like fifty billion. So they're having to make sure they're putting the, the people in place 
to do the jobs that they need. And that, unfortunately, I don't have the the, the tools in my brain for, for what they need for the new year. So How are you? That must um, mean that Christmas for you and your family is going to be a little bit anxious. Um, I'm sort of looking around the room, deciding what I'm going to sell to sort of um, service my debts, as it were. Have you got family, Andy? You married? Got kids or anything? Um, no, they've all grown up. Right, okay. I'm, I'm 53 now, so. Um, so you're, yeah. you're looking around. You, you're, you're seriously looking around your place to see what you can sell. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I need to service my debts. I don't want to get into in, 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 into any more problem than I'm already in. So my only choice is to decide what I can I can sell to. Um, the service of that. Well, I mean, I'm obviously job hunting. The, the only problem I've got at the moment is I'm having to work very hard at my job um, to, yeah, working hard at my job, and I'm not having time to um, go through CV, uh, go through my CVs and uh, make applications. So I'm going to have to do it after I lose the job, basically. And Andy, we've heard lots of people phoning up saying that the reason the country is in a mess, the reason people like you are losing their jobs, is because of the MPs. Would you agree with that? No, no. The fact that I work for a multinational that's, that's got a few, few sets, and they they wouldn't have they wouldn't have gone into this blindly. I mean, they've they've got clever people who uh, decide decide on their business strategy. It's it's, it's the banks. It's, it's not only the, the American banks. It's their own banks as well. We've heard, we've heard the same stories of these guys who um, uh, are going to terrible trouble with um, um, with trading, and then only put their hands up when when they, they can't cover it up anymore. Andy, I appreciate you calling your honesty, and I hope you have a good Christmas, and I hope things pick up for you in the new year. Well, there you go, you see. It's easy for me to sit here now. I'm I'm in a relatively well-paid job. I'm white, middle class. I'm doing all right for myself. Thank you very much. Touch wood. Andy there is at the the cold front. Is that the the phrase? Cold face? Cold face? Who's cold, cold front? The cold front face. What was the what's the phrase? Cold f- it's a cold face. What's a cold front? The cold front is... Uh, cold front. I'm thinking of cold... Benefit, f- isn't it? I'm thinking of cold front. A cold front sweeping across the country. Yeah, and he's not in the, he's not in the fourth race of that. No, he's uh, hopefully not. He's... Where is he? Who? Uh, he, w- he was in Redbourne. No. Oh. At the cold face. Well, don't call me cold face. <laughs> Big nose. <laughs> anyway... He's struggling. He's having to experience it for real. He's at the sharp end. Of a thin wedge. No, he's not there. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, I appreciate his phone call. I I feel now we've demeaned his plight by banging on like that. So thanks a lot, team, for nothing. 08459455. Does that mean we've got two more calls coming up? Jason's in Hitchin. Morning, Jason. Good morning, Ian. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. What would you like to say about MPs? Um, it was a comment you made earlier about needing more characters yes. in Parliament. Um, the problem, I feel, is that the media, yourself and the BBC included, vilify and campaign against anyone that has any kind of past. Um, when, have I, when, have me, I done, when have I done that, Jason? Um, let me finish making my point, please, Ian. OK, um, but, then, but do, do but have, the I do have, have, have an example course. in mind. I don't have an example in mind, no, which is why I want to finish my points. Oh, so to, to, to brush away <laughs> from the fact that you've, you've you just accused me of something, but you have no evidence to back that up. OK, carry on. Um, but it's the, it's the past that people have that give them those, char- those character traits that we're looking for in Parliament. We've all got a past, but we're not allowed to have one if we want to go into some sort of civil, public, working life. 
Well, you've just accused me of saying that, but I don't think I ever have. I'm prepared you, to be proven you've wrong. Never, you've never taken anybody to task over what they've done in the past. Well, no, you, you, you said that I have, Jason, so, so tell me when I've done well, that. Well, you did earlier this morning with the Profumo incident. Um, I'm not saying whether it was right or wrong, but you brought up what had happened. No, I, no, I didn't, Jason. A caller brought that up. A caller brought it up as, as, as MPs back in the day were of a higher calibre of MPs today. He cited Profumo and other people involved in that scandal where people have been having sex with prostitutes um, and had, secrets have been passed on to Russian spies as a direct result of that. He brought that up as an example of good character, which obviously isn't, is it? Of course it's not. Of okay, course it's so, not. so it's not but relevant to the point you're making. When have I uh, said that people's past prevents them from being a good MP or being good at their job? Uh, I can't answer that because I haven't, I haven't heard you say it, but I well, have heard the organisation you've well, said it. OK, that's fine then, but then don't include me in the accusation, Jason. Uh, for which I apologise. Jason, apologies accepted. Are we, are we friends? We never fell out. Dear Mom. I thought debating was about having different points of view from Thank you. And, and trying to meet them together. Well done, you for but getting I, it. But I really do think that if we if we want more more colourful MPs yep. in Parliament, we need to be a little less judgmental over what's happened in their previous I, in their past lives. I agree with you, and I think the difference about Profumo and the others involved in that was they were doing it whilst they were MPs. But I don't care if an MP did a, had a cheeky little spliff when they were 17, had a few lines of Charlie when they were 23. I don't care. I don't care what they got up to, as long as they didn't, you know, hurt anybody, or, or, or maybe if they hurt people as well. If they've moved on and uh, have become a different person and learnt from that, then that, th- those things can only be positive, can't they? Well, I'd, I'd like to be an MP myself, and I think that I could do it for the current rate of pay a little bit more would be nice. What's holding you back, then? I've got a past. What's your past? And I'm not going to bring that okay. out on the radio. OK, fair enough. Um, but it's one that I don't think detracts from what I would be capable of doing as an MP. Yep. Um, it certainly led me to the point where I've got an understanding of other people's plights. Yep. However, the minute it was made public... Well, I would be I would be vilified. I would be declared as not fit to stand as an MP. Yet we've got MPs that have proven themselves unfit to stand as MPs. Yet they're still in Parliament. They're still being selected by their parliamentary parties to stand for Parliament. And it, I think it's just absolutely it's terrible hypocrisy when we've got MPs saying you can't be an MP because yet they're guilty of similar or other instances that should bar them from being Jason, I've got to end it there because I'm late for the travel. Thank you very much for that call. Call again. I enjoyed that. 08459 oh, 455555. 8.46. Let's get the travel with Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 looking slow southbound still between 12 for Flittick and 9 for Redbourne. The M25 anti-clockwise queuing between 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. We've had a call from John in in Cardington to say that the A421 is much slower than usual heading from the A603. In Aylesbury, the A41 Lower High Street is closed between the High Street and Walton Street because of a building fire. On public transport, there's no reported problems. This is Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio.
Right, it's 8.47, it's Monday, the 9th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Figures obtained by the BBC, BBC show Patience... Sorry. Figures obtained by the BBC show Patience are having to wait in ambulances outside hospitals for far longer than the recommended 15 minutes. Patience had a capital P, you see, so I thought it was a show called Patience. Anyway. People in Hertfordshire are being offered £50 to report neighbours who illegally sublet their council homes. And MPs could get an 11% pay rise. That's a salary of £74,000 for the average backbencher. More of your calls on that after we get the latest weather with Georgina Burnett. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello there, yes, quite a pleasant day today really, so largely dry. There are some mist and fog patches around this morning, but they should be uh, gradually dispersing through later on. And then we'll have a fairly decent day really, bright spells, there will be some cloud around, but not too bad at all. Temperatures reaching 10 or 11 degrees Celsius, perhaps even 12 in some parts, so that's well above the uh, seasonal average, just slight westerly winds. Tonight quite a clear but chilly night ahead. We have got cloud moving in from the west, but it probably won't get to us till dawn so we're looking at some more patchy mist and fog developing in the early hours. Temperatures reaching, uh, temperatures dipping down even to two or three degrees. Now tomorrow morning that mist and fog is probably going to take quite a while to lift and generally speaking we're looking at a much cloudier day. There should be some clear spells but certainly cloudier than today. Temperatures reaching 10 degrees Celsius. More of that patchy fog on Wednesday it's going to really struggle to clear so where it does linger it's likely to be quite chilly. Elsewhere though temperatures getting up to uh, similar to today and tomorrow Generally speaking, though, a largely dry, fairly settled week. The winds do pick up a little on Thursday, so a bit of a breezy end to the week. But otherwise, quite a pleasant week. That's your latest forecast. Every weekday morning from nine. That's ghastly. It's absolutely disgraceful. Don't talk about morals because he doesn't care about the man in the street. The biggest local talking points. I found out a couple of hours later it was a murder. Over the phone, they phoned me up and told me. I don't know why you're pissing on that man. The JDS Show. I feel it's out of place in this country. Let me be really frankly honest with you. Local government and government are doing a good job ish. I never call in, but I feel so passionate about this topic. The JDS Show. We Weekdays from 9, BBC Three Counties Radio. JBS, of course, every weekday between 9 and 12. Uh, in the next 10 minutes, though, it's get as many of your calls in as we can. Most of you want to call in about uh, MPs' salaries being increased. It makes perfect sense to me. Of course they deserve more money, and we're jealous if we say they don't. Ahmed's in Luton. Morning, Ahmed. Hi, Ahmed. Good morning. Um, yeah. Just regarding this MP, first of all, enlighten me, please as to what is their entry qualification do they have some kind of basis or baseline as you know when they're becoming mp and what is their role uh, you know um, they should like if you're giving me 75k you will I'll be held accountable for that they, particular role they are held accountable very accountable uh, you can get you can kick them out of their job every four or five years it doesn't get much more accountable than that you're their boss all right, and what what about the entry qualification? What what do they have to have to be an MP? None, and that's what makes it so wonderful. They don't need any qualifications. You could no go and do it. You could go and do it, Ahmed, yourself. Seventy-five k. Oh my god! I okay. know. Isn't it? Isn't <laughs> it wonderful? Isn't it wonderful <laughs> where we live in a country where anybody can stand for Parliament, anybody can be elected to be a member of Parliament and represent their people if they have the uh, the intelligence, if they have the common sense, if they have a little bit of good luck and a little bit of charisma, they can represent their people. That's what makes British politics so darn good. Amazing. 
no qualification and you get 75k just with the common sense. What, eh? quali- what qualifications w- w- do you think I you was, would need? I was, expecting, I was expecting some kind of basic qualification like at least up to a degree level. Why would you need a degree? To, to be a politician? Uh, to be a politician, at least to get gripped uh, with, you know, uh, as to uh, understand, uh, you know, the international politics or something like that. Why? 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 Not, not every MP is dealing with international politics. But you need to understand uh, the overall picture to present... Uh, no, no, you don't. Picture. You need to understand people, Ahmed. That's what you do. You need to understand people and you need to understand the needs of people and you need to know how to communicate with people and you need to know how to compromise. That's all you need. And to manipulate them, yeah? Well, it is some some may say that, yes. <laughs> some may say that's a slightly cynical, I mean, but oh, yeah. some may say that. 75k, well, I am really, really amazed. Uh, good luck to them, I think we should all try to be an MP then. Looks like too good to be true, because all of the, every salary yeah. in UK, as you can see, is we are all struggling with... With current jobs and all that kind of stuff. You're, you're just jealous, then. You're, 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 uh, it's jealousy. Maybe I am. You are spot on. 75k? Ooh, that is a lot of money. Well, then why didn't you go... I mean, if you're, if you're prepared to take the risk of, of not being employed and to face um, potential public dismissal, then why don't you go for it? That, that these, these people take a big risk in going up to be an MP because they're putting themselves at the mercy of the public. They might not get elected, in which case they have to go back to doing whatever it was they were doing. If they do get elected, they've got to work flipping hard over the next four or five years to make sure... They get re-elected. So why, why don't you go for it? You are really motivating me. I'm detecting so I, what sounds like... Sar- it's either sarcasm or lethargy. I can't quite work it out no, in your no, voice. No, 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 no. It is, it is motivation. It's pure motivation, and you, you really motivated me. Maybe next time I shall, you know. OK, well, um, I, look, I, look, I look forward to, to, you know, Christmas. Matt's in Luton. Morning, Matt. Hello, Ian. Hello, Matt. Uh, I'm just finding up we're on a different subject. I'm not really interested in the MPs. Oh, OK. It doesn't matter. You, if you got your view, and you, you're trying to put your view over into everybody else. But what, so you disagree, what, what with, I, you disagree with that talk. view, do you, Matt? Hey? You disagree with that view, do you? Well, I disagree with a lot, you, you say. Yeah, you keep if, listening, don't you? If in the near future we do any uh, New Year's resolutions, could you try and do one to be as nice as Jonathan for a change? What? You'll say, hang on. You're saying I'm, I'm not as nice as Jonathan Vernon no, Smith. No. I, I always compared Jonathan with Terry Wogan, the greatest uh, interviewer of all time. And they've got similar hair. Uh, there's a matter about the hair. No. There you go again. You see, putting people down. No, no but I, I've said that Jonathan. You love had, it, don't you? I've said that Jonathan has got nice well, hair. Come up to, to, to the Leicester Arms and have a, an interview with people that care. They care about like what? Jonathan cares. What, what does he care about? He's a great guy. He, I know he's a great guy, but... And he don't put people down. <laughs> he does! I've heard him do it! You I've do, heard him yes, do it! you do, mate, I feel I still, I still go to bed weeping at night for Nadine Doris's assistant that he, he picked on. I feel sorry for that poor bloke! Oh, dear. I feel, you know, you really upset me. You make me feel so sorry, because you are striving to become like Jonathan, but you're going to take a long time to do it. Listen, he, John, I, I am privileged to be the warm-up act for JVS. He is one of this industry's greatest. Well, I've, that's I've... it. Now, I, I like you now, because you're getting a bit humble. Have you been drinking? Well, I haven't had a coffee yet. OK, that, that may be it. Because you're, <laughs> you're, you're sounding a little bit grumpy, Matt. Grumpier no, than normal. No, I'm a butcher. Butchers can be grumpy because no. we've got to look after people like you. Not me. I'm a vegetarian. 
Hello? He's gone. <laughs> he hung up! Is that, because, is that because I told him I was a vegetarian? Yeah, very offensive to butchers. <laughs> <laughs> he comes on, criticises your job, you criticise his, I think you're equal. <laughs> How can he... Listen, I, I, I've, I've often said this, I think Jonathan is, is, of course, wonderful. How can you say Jonathan's nice all the time? We've, we've all heard instances, and it's great when he does it, of when he needs to go for someone, of course he goes for someone. Of course he can be... I'm, I'm nice. We all want to be as nice as Jonathan, though, don't we, really? <laughs> Hey, this week, this week we're recording um, our Christmas special that you've put yeah. together, me and Jonathan. Mm. It was a real um, uh, must-listen to last year. Is it going to be that good this year? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be really good. I bought some buzzers. What noise do they make? One goes... Yeah. And one goes... And the other two I don't know because I've not put the batteries in. It's going to be fun. What kind of th- <laughs> things can people expect from it? Um, lots of laughs. Chris... Christmas things. Okay. Peter is on the line. Morning, Peter. Good morning, Ian. Peace be with you, brother. Peace be with you too, my brother. I'm feeling Christmassy, Peter. Jingle bells. Jingle bells. How about that? Yeah, I'm there. I'm there. I'm totes there, man. (laughs) What what, what have you got for us? Now, um, MPs and uh, quote of the day. Yes. Oh. Now, you have... uh, You're guilty of the quote of the day when you actually said that uh, breaking the law should be illegal. That is the quote of the day. Thank you very much indeed. It's a good one, isn't it? Uh, absolutely fabulous. Makes sense. Yes, indeed, indeed. And MPs, uh, yes, I think they deserve their uh, pay rise and their reduction in all the other little goodies uh, because uh, I have had occasion on many times to visit my MP, who currently is um, Mark Lancaster, and uh, remonstrate with these people and uh, if they've got to put up with me, they certainly deserve their money. Do you get a little bit angry with them, Peter? Uh, well, no, not angry. Angry gets you nowhere. Yep. But uh, pointing out facts and figures, uh, that, that usually wins the day. The pri- John has very kindly emailed me um, the, the, some salaries. The Prime Minister of this country earns £142,500. Now, that's a lot of money. But for the Prime Minister of the country, that's nothing, is it? Oh, the, the the hours they put in yep. and what they have to put up with. That, that's, that's peanuts, isn't it? Peter, thank you very much. Always nice to talk to you. Go and have a, a, a lovely day. Um, th- well, that was fun this morning, wasn't it? Th- th- have you finished the Christmas thing? There we go. Lovely. Yeah. Excellent stuff indeed, you see. I've, I've got nothing to say for the next 15 seconds. Um... You're not expecting dinner or anything, are you? <laughs> we had Brussels sprouts last year. I know. I did think about that. Oh. And I wanted to do a chipolata challenge, but you're a non-meter. Uh, parsnips. There's no need to be rude about it. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. M1 southbound is still slow between 12 for Flittick and 9 for Redbourne. And the M25 anti-clockwise queuing between 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. The A1M southbound is slow between 9 for Letchworth and 7 for Stevenage. And we had a call from John to give us an update in Cardington. The A421 much heavier than usual coming from the A603. And in Aylesbury, the A41, that's Lower High Street, is closed between the High Street and Walton Street after a building fire. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, excellent stuff this morning. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you to everyone who took part in the show this morning. Lots of phone calls, lots of emails. I like it when we get that. 
It's more fun for me, and for you, I'd imagine, as well, the more you take part. And I'm always open to a little bit of criticism. Of course I am. You can send me an email uh, throughout the day, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. There's a new podcast up. You can get it at the 3CR website, or you can get it on iTunes. Until tomorrow at six from me, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Monday, start of a new week. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, do you think MPs should be given a pay rise? The independent...